point hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking point hammered. Doing it again. We are back with a stinky bang. <laughs> <laughs> you shit yourself. You just shit yourself, didn't no, you? No, I'm fucking not pooping for anything right now. Why? What's going on? Well, you're uh, I've, uh, as long as I've known you, you've always loved to poop. <laughs> I do love to poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's a, it's an issue. Okay. <laughs> we don't I went to prison for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll drop that other clip in at the end of this. Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> What's been happening? What's been going on? You've been uh getting some mojo back here or what not a lot i have done some painting on the latest ortonian mm. but i must say based on where it seems like bretonians are going the motivation is just non-existent so it's mm. hard to put a bunch of extra time into something when there's no idea whether you're actually going to get a book where it's going to go what's going to happen so i yeah i wouldn't put too much stock in those rumors out there no i agree so there was going to be ninth edition yeah and then nothing and then there was going to be an actual brett book and then nothing so what if they're saying they're going to get axed and why would you believe that if the last yeah because i got 30 hours in per <laughs> model true. True. <laughs> and i got a lot of other shit to do my house is a disgusting construction zone yeah. i've been fucking buying harleys i bought another harley today in fact <laughs> <laughs> This is the time of year to buy those, so I might buy even another. <laughs> I'll be like fifteen grand in in Harleys by the end of the year here. So. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me of some wise words from <laughs> a cousin of mine who he's well off, makes a couple hundred grand a year. Yeah. He's talking to my brother, who's pretty much a dirt bag. <laughs> and he uh my brother is trying to sell his crotch rocket. You yeah. Know? And uh my cousin's like, This is the time of year where Guys like me put the squeeze on guys like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right, too, because I got fucking cash in hand. So I went and looked at six bikes yesterday, oh, nice. one of which I got back to him on. The other guy's been texting me trying to get me to buy his. Come on, come so on man. If he comes down another 500 bucks, I'm going to buy two bikes, and that'll be 15 grand. I'm dumping on these two. <laughs> but I'll turn them around in the spring, at least one of them. I want to keep one of them, but mm-hmm. make a couple G's. Yeah. It'll be cool. So what about this Legion of Chaos stuff, man? Got you pumped? Mm, you not really. You know the scoop? I'm still what fucking... What are you talking about? I'm still smarting from the Beastman fucking disgustingness that went down at Screw City, so <laughs> it's really hard to consider that. I did pull up my lists and then just sit and think about what worked and what didn't. I did not pull up that Minotaur list because it's obvious what didn't work in that, mm-hmm. but just my old generic Beastman lists... Um, so uh, I've done some consideration, and it yeah. would be fun to build up some like, skull crushers or something cool like that. So bring the dragon ogres back, dude. Yeah, there. I don't even have to do shit. Maybe rebase them. Good yeah. to go. Give a uh, give your boys some marks. Mark a Nurgle. Mm. Be juicy. Oh uh, yeah, the only one. Speaking of which, we had a fucking for, yeah. humiliation. Yeah, man. what's going on here? Uh, I don't know. I got to go back and listen to the wording because <laughs> I believe the wording of the bet was that the Beast Man book would have marks, and this is definitely not a Beast Man book. Well, so. <laughs> Beast Man have marks. You yeah, will. Ad- you will admit that but much. We said a Beast Man book. <laughs> uh, we gotta. We're gonna have to re-listen to this shit. We got a cranky, cranky lawyer. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we need to some... bring on. Is he your representation in this matter? I don't know. I'm not sure that dude's on my you side. Self-representing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never got a strong vibe that he was on my side on anything. So. I, uh, I got the people on my side. They deserve justice. <laughs> people can fuck off. <laughs> Even though I vote, I'm not necessarily a fucking democracy advocate because okay, I think well, we're all limited to, by the dumbest I'm, among us. I'm getting the juices flowing here. Oh, yeah? I'm thinking what kind of minor humiliation I can inflict upon you. <laughs> I got new rules. The old lady's not going to let me do anything that involves my genitals. So. Well, I literally have heard this before. (laughs) 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 Yeah, the the Legion stuff's interesting. Yeah. Against my better judgment, I am getting kind of excited. Giving up on the High Elves or what? No. Well, I'm at a crossroads anyways. I got the Chaos Dwarves. I got the High Elves. I think I'm just going to be working on terrain for a while. Yeah. Seems like a good chance to outfit i got four tables at my house and they they're all kind of partially outfitted so i think i want to take the opportunity while i'm in between armies some wapaka overflow tables over there yep 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 yep. uh but Uh, yeah it's interesting with the legion because i don't like i find myself actually looking at the beastman stuff more than the warriors stuff yeah uh but from the outset i knew i'd I did want to do a Warriors version of the Cthulhu list. Sure. Run it into a double army mm-hmm. and then run the beasts as something. And, um, but, yeah, it's interesting because I'm being drawn to the beast stuff. I like the core, the core beast stuff, like the skirmishers and stuff like that. Well, like the Umbor? Yeah, the little Ungies. Yeah. Marcus Lanesh, one point each. No panties. <laughs> Simply delicious, John. <laughs> I don't know. I like panties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't... I'm not going to do a whole Beastman army in this theme. So I'm trying to see if I can figure out what kind of fillerish type Beastman-ish models I could use yeah. to where once this is all over... And I'm, I'm kind of think there will be some kind of limited allies in ninth edition, but yeah. we don't know what form that'll take. So I don't want to build or paint anything that I definitely can't use anymore. Sure. I'm done with that, man. <laughs> Fool me once with the dogs of war. I can't get fooled again. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so got some, some ideas flown with that. Otherwise, I am going to get a, a new Demon Prince. Uh, I'm going to do up a Demon Prince model. Yeah. So I've been thinking about one. I can run it as the Warriors Demon Prince. Sure. Get all well, kinds of sweet equipment and stuff. Of course you will. <laughs> and then, um, With so the that, so that one's dual, <laughs> dual purpose for sure. Yeah. So I'm not going to be losing out anything on that. But, yeah, it's mostly just the core and the characters. I'm pretty happy with the demons, special and rares. With the uh, change to the Legion of K, I actually did play a game using my demons as Legion because they're unstable instead of... Uh, the demonic instability. Yeah. So, actually, I don't know, with, with my list, I like it a lot, to be honest, because I don't run a BSB already, and with the new rules, there's no reason to really have a BSB hardly. Yeah, Unless sure. you're already taking a Herald, and you just, well, 25 points, I'll make them a, her- a BSB. Right. Uh, but Or if you want to build a badass model. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I've been doing like this uh msu type demon so they're all leadership seven so if i lose combat 
and I'm steadfast at best, which is only against you know like single models, and I'll have like a single rank of beast or something. I need a leadership seven to break even. Right. So basically, if I can just lose by one and just lose one wound, that's perfect because. I was probably going to lose, you know, two or three wounds on average. You know, if I need a six to break even or a five or four. Sure. Um, for my MSU demons, I played a game against Andrew with his Dark Elves. And it worked out pretty good. I was fighting this Black Guard block, and I kept losing by one. So i just take a wound on all my units fighting it instead of, you know, whoop, there goes half the beasts. Whoop, and there, all the fiends are gone now. Because uh, I rolled like a nine, a ten, or eleven, or a twelve, or something, right? On that instability check. So overall, I like it. The the Reign of Chaos table, new and improved. Have you got to look at that. No, you're gonna have to <laughs> when you're running your Beastmen's as Legion, dude. You're gonna get that Reign of Chaos going. Oh shit, with your guys too. So <laughs> maybe I'll just be a Beastman purist and stick to the old book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there is the debate about whether. The Legion armies can take magic items from the books. Yeah. I don't own either of the End Times books, so mm-hmm. I haven't really been able to look at that. Sure. And make a strong ruling. But I guess I'll have to look into that for Paca for sure. Yeah, you're going to have to, sucker. Yeah. But anyways, got all my North Star stuff, uh, North Star stuff done. Yeah. Since then... Been working on my junk boys, Gorkamorka going full swing. I got a, a game lined up against the bear tonight. No shit. Yeah, I kidnapped one of his boys. <laughs> and now I got the fucking trap set. I got uh, my boys. They took off, but I left a couple guys behind. So he's going to think the base is undefended. <laughs> he's going to run in there, and then the, my fucking truck's going to scream in there. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Start fucking clack-a-lacka. <laughs> yeah. Daka daka. If I can just hold on to this guy. It's actually pretty hard to keep the captives and the, the vehicles once they get stolen. Yeah. You're kind of on the back foot, but mm. that's probably for the best. I suppose. you don't want somebody. But if I do get to keep him, he's just going to stay and work in my mind. He's like my little man slave. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, that's pretty much what I've been up to. But I do want to... Get into something else here, John. What's it going to be? It's the fucking Wapaka Vacation Contest. What about it? Are we just going to talk about it? I mean, what's going on here, buddy? We're done talking. No shit. And we hardly even started talking. Anyways. Is it time to figure the fucking winner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be shitting me. Yeah. Early November after North Star. Yep. That's when it's traditionally drawn. So, so how many entrants did we get? We're up to, uh, with the voicemail entrance... 236. Great Odin's beard. (laughs) (laughs) And what's the fund up to? How much cash do we got here? Well, with the last minute ones, I haven't crunched the numbers, but it's close to or just over (laughs) $1,300. That's like... Mo- that's like three, three over three times what we started with the first year. I think like four hundred bones. First year, four or five hundred, yeah. and then um, that's especially good considering. I think last year was around twelve hundred. Yeah, but it started at like four hundred. I think from the podge. Yeah. So this year it only started at like like one seventy five. Uh, okay. 
So, needless to say, the people are getting stoked for this and are and are getting in. Yeah, we got some some big spenders here this time. We got Tim Fisher. Is Conzie a big spender again? Uh, Conzie's not in on it this year. Oh, I think he's fucking smarting because you backburnered his ass <laughs> on the waiting list, you son of a bitch. Could be. <laughs> uh, he said he had something going on, actually. Uh. But, uh, yeah, Tim Fisher threw down 75 bones shortly after... The registration was closed. Yeah. Apparently, he wanted to get in, but had some kind of weekend excursion he was on when the shit dropped. Flicking that fucking uh, bean. Andrew Sherman, 70 bucks. No shit. He's still, yeah, he's trying to get lightning to strike twice there. (laughs) One time winner. (laughs) This guy, maybe it'll happen for him. Yeah, and he's st- he's still on the waiting list, so he threw in seventy for the just to sign up, and then another seventy on top of that. Holy fuck so balls! He, I think he's like fourth or fifth on the waiting list, so he could still get in if he doesn't. But uh, yeah, but he's up against uh, Ben Diesel once again. Deezy. He's he threw in uh, thirty five bones uh, uh, along with Tomlin. Okay, so those two cats are up there. Uh, Ed Phillips, he threw down fifty bucks. Nice. And uh, John Bailey. From uh, Texas, I believe, he had me uh, just convert his waiting list entrance fee directly into the <laughs> vacation contest money. So, so what's that? Sixty or seventy? Seventy bucks. Seventy yeah. bones. He's going on, going big or going home. Spot <laughs> <laughs> committed here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we got uh, two hundred thirty-six possible. Do I got to get the D one hundred or three D tens? Maybe. No, nah, we can just use a random number generator. I think. All right. Because with the 236, I don't even well, know how to fudge that. If we had D-hunt. 3D10s, we could just roll it until we got a winner. Uh, let's just get this done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this that, might be the first time we've done this relatively sober. That is true. <laughs> very, very true. So. All right. So minimum number. One. One. Maximum. I'm on random.org here. Max is 236. Yeah. So we're going to do the first one, which has everybody in it. Okay. And if somebody who already has a spot wins, then we'll do a, a second drawing to uh, for the people who don't have a spot. Okay. Uh, to see who gets the last spot in the event. And then um, depending who wins... If it's like a local person, maybe we can just do two or three um, if we know that they're not going to use it all. Right, which they definitely won't, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you tell me when you're ready, man. I got this shit ready to go. Okay. I got, it's pretty much ready to go. The lower numbers will be the people who already have a spot. Then it goes into waiting list folks, and then people who aren't even on the waiting list. And then it goes into the people who uh, submitted voicemails. Okay. Towards the higher numbers. And then finally, just everybody who submitted within like the last two hours, <laughs> which are some of the people. So, uh, yeah, let's fucking, fucking do it. Hit me with it. All right, here it comes. 79. Oh, 79. That seems low. That's probably somebody who already has a spot. But we shall see. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Justin Rusk. Slippery California boy. He dropped 40 bucks. I think he's from Nevada. Nevada? Yeah. Close enough. He's coming (laughs) in from out west. So he already has a spot, but um, he'll get that fucking vacation contest loot. Congratulations. So he's going to get a fucking flight and a room? Yeah, that's probably there might be a little bit left over. We'll, we'll see. Thirteen hundred well, bucks. Yeah, I'd say that we do chip in for food bones. and 
Yeah, food and drinks. So um, should we pick a backup winner to get any? Well, overflow? we're gonna do the uh, next person. Well, just from the okay. people who don't have a spot. So we'll What's see the if there's any loot left over. It'll go to this person. Give me the number range, bitch. Okay, the number range on this is one. Okay. To sixty-eight. All right, tell me when you're ready. All right, let's fucking do it. Dropping bombs. Fifty-five. Fifty-five. That's fucking John Bailey. There you go. <laughs> fucking nailed it, buddy. <laughs> Looks like it fucking worked out for him. <laughs> All right. So he gets I got a spot. that email just about an hour ago. <laughs> Does he get uh, yeah, so he overflow gets, funds or just a spot in the yeah, tournament? Yeah, he gets a spot in the tournament and then overflow funds. So I think he's from Texas, I'm pretty sure. I think Tejas. he probably runs one of those tournaments, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Lone Wolf or Alamo, something like that. So... Yeah, I think between those two guys, it'll soak up all the funds. Oh, yeah. All right, man. For sure. So, yeah, the fucking thanks for everybody donating. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. You can cover a, Pretty much, we have a dude completely covered who's flying in. Yeah. And then probably half, At least maybe, half, yeah. for this other guy. We'll see. Well, we can make those boys share a room, and then that's covered. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We'll we could supply them with lube. Hansen. We, we could supply them with lube and condoms <laughs> for all the butt-fucking they're going to do. Let's <laughs> tell like an ice fishing shack out into the parking lot. Rusk like is a little the, heater. Here you go. Rusk was the dude that like touched my wiener and then ran around with his finger touching other people after he touched my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> a of this year. So <laughs> shortly before Ed tried to stick his finger up my ass. <laughs> oh, nice. So there you go. Excellent. Thanks to everybody. And um, if we do get uh, the, the voicemails, Go ahead and continue to leave them. They will get you entries into the 2016. Yeah. So get your fucking foot in the door early. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be, what, probably 25 episodes between now and next year. Yeah. So that's up to 25 entries. You just call every week. <laughs> Impress us with your wit. Your wit, your candor. <laughs> but, yeah, that's awesome. Should we move on to the email of the week? Yeah. All right, it's from Kevin McDermott. Yeah. Let's get to fucking reading this motherfucker. All right, so first off, should I bail on my Brotonians with the threat of GW <laughs> dropping them like it is hot? So let's just discuss these as we get to them. Sure. Well, I think we kind of just had this done like two, yeah. three minutes ago. I'm going to keep working on mine because I love my theme and I, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Plus, it gives me an excuse to sit there and listen to fucking some Harry Dresden. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, even if it comes down to it, you can just use them as Empire Knights. Yeah, you could. It does fucking chat my hide a bit, but yeah. um, but I would say no. Fucking stick to it, man. If G-Dub drops it, just give up the fucking hobby for good. Scoop up a couple fucking fleshlights and get some fertilizer, mm. some ammonia. Yeah, <laughs> head to Nottingham. <laughs> head to Nottingham. <laughs> fucking burn some shit down. Make some people disappear. Just get that rhino running out there in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go through the fucking walls. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down to help you because I'll be pissed off too mm-hmm. if that happens. So, if it happens, we'll start some kind of campaign like the like the squat campaign that's been going <laughs> thirty years. Whatever in fucking forty gay, so yeah, the dude. Then there'll be the Bretonian indie GT <laughs> list. You can get out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll write the fucking indie GT list in yeah. my downtime at work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So second, Johnny 
You're the closest thing I know to a land baron. So I bought some land through billyland.com. So far, very legit. And want to build a log home, possibly a kit through. He's got a link here on it. And possibly flip it or add solar septic and well to become a completely independent stronghold. Is this a legitimate bastard scheme? I did follow this link that he sent us Uh here to see... But it's mostly like a Western thing. There's nothing in Wisconsin. So where is like in Wyoming, Montana, Utah, or something? Colorado, those kinds of places okay. out that way. So there's nothing in Wisco, else I would have considered it too. Mm-hmm. This could be a legitimate bastard scheme. <laughs> <laughs> I get all kinds of schemes. My latest one, tomorrow I'm going to go look at this old, decrepit farmhouse. It's like this mm-hmm. old, crazy brick farmhouse. I got the plan to buy it. For dirt cheap, it's on ten awesome acres, fully forested with all these outbuildings. Mm-hmm. Just it's it's like bad, bad. Like there's holes in the floor and shit. Yeah, like the ceiling or the roof is kind of gone in some places. But fucking flip this motherfucker. That's my, so that's my latest scheme. <laughs> some flipping. Going to look at it tomorrow. The creepiest man alive, by the way. But I'll let you guys know how that goes if it turns into anything. We'll see on a reality program. I was thinking about calling up HGTV. Flippers, yeah. Pretty sure they would fucking come out for this. <laughs> and fucking blow me for what I'm going to do here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's a legitimate bastard scheme. Yeah. And... I, I didn't look into these kit houses. I clicked the link, but if it's something you can do yourself, you got the time and money, fucking do it, man. It'll make you a better person. I can tell you that. All right. Third, suck my balls. <laughs> All right. Will do. <laughs> I prefer them shorn <laughs> and like washed. A little hairy. I'm not really into stinky balls. I think the hair creates like a layer. A layer to get some airflow so you don't get yeah. such stinky balls. <laughs> Fourth off, I bought my Wapaka tickets 24 hours too late, and I'm like 24th on the list, but I don't believe I got a refund. Do I get one? Check it out, please. Raj, this is your area. I looked into it. He was refunded back in August. So, so he just didn't know he got refunded. Here. <laughs> so you Pay better... Yeah. <laughs> is that your story and you're sticking to I'm it? sticking to it. This man received a refund. <laughs> don't believe anything he says. <laughs> Okay, so then he follows up. Are my bros, meaning Bretonians, doomed to the fate of the squats? <laughs> Funny, mm. we just had that. I am worried on whether they should be on eBay or should I hold them tight until they get a broken army book. Like I said, dude, fucking... Yeah, they'll get something. Yeah, once you get a grip sure. on something, you never give it up. So go with that shit. I bet it's going to be fucking sweet. You can take like whole lances. It's going to be like with the wood elf arrows, man. You'll be able to take whole units of knights with a special virtue. Upgrades, each. yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty badass. We know the devastating charge, too, man. What's that? Plus one or plus, plus one? Plus one attack. Plus one on strength. Oh, it's attack, yeah. And then you'll get a lance strength. Mm-hmm. Based on all the fucking bullshit they gave yeah. the dwarves when they're charging or getting charged. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even keep track of it. I wanted to play again. I'm like, fuck it. I'm not even going to write this up. <laughs> Uh, okay. uh, what else does Anything he have? There? There's a couple PS's here. So PS, seriously, did I get that refund? <laughs> PSS, this should be worthy of the pack of vacation contest uh-huh. via special email rules. Me thinks you should have called, my friend. PSSS, yeah. if Hastings has been on any land, if this is brought up in the next recorded, not released on Billy Land, I wager Raj three beers. Well, like I said, I would have been on land. <laughs> I really wish there was some in Wisco. Uh, I got all this money burning a hole in my pocket. That's why I'm buying Harleys right now. <laughs> I'm going to have a whole stable of steel horses, bitch. <laughs> I got fucking Harley money, motherfucker. <laughs> and then P-S-S-S-S, suck my hairy smelly balls. <laughs> Perfect. 
So, yeah. All right. Thanks for the email, Cav. That's pretty entertaining. Stick with those brats, man. Appreciate you taking the time. We'll see you at PACA 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You going to give him an entry for that for PACA 16? Well, maybe he gives us a voicemail follow-up. <laughs> Speaking of voicemails, we're moving on. <laughs> we got Johnny Crass. No shit. Here we go. Jabbing my ass. <laughs> hey, bros. It's uh, Johnny Crass. About nine taps deep, painting some bases on some fucking undead legion. Looking about 200 bros on a fucking painting table. Fingers are covered in black paint and rounding out of paps. Thought I'd fucking call the show and talk about um, that ranking stuff. Personally, I really like that there's rankings because it reminds me about how bad I am at the fucking game. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. And suck my balls, and I'll see you guys at bits. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I like that people just get completely hammered. <laughs> <We're kind of laughs> models. Sitting there in an apartment all alone. Yeah. <laughs> so even the players that aren't uh, up there on the gaming tables seem to enjoy the rankings. Yeah, there you go. Overall, the feedback was positive. It'll be interesting if he does come out to bits. I think he's from California, so... Yeah, I think he's an L.A. guy. Mm -hmm. Somewhere SoCo-style. Anyways, thanks for He sounded kind of like Texan or something to me. Maybe he's just hammered. (laughs) I met him in real life. He's kind of like a Jeff Tupper type. So it'd be sweet if we could get Tupper to come out to bits. <laughs> of these guys would really have an affinity for each other. <laughs> Better they would just go to war right away. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It'd be interesting nonetheless. Agreed. So yeah. what do we got for event of the week? Event of the week, we're talking North Star, man. No shit. Headed out there. First, it was going to be all the HPBs yep. in force. <laughs> then we lost Lost you. Lost yeah. you, man. What happened? I bailed. I got some real shit apple apartment issues going on here. Mm. And uh, I don't know. Plus, I, I do got two people on board still for buying this building. So I got all every right. finger and toe and wiener crossed that this yeah. actually happens. But uh, yeah, I'm just a bit over my head. And I have to fucking make smart decisions here. So Okay. Well... Everybody but you was going to make it, and then uh, probably about a half hour before Bear was about to leave. He bailed? Yeah, he bailed his little... His little di- okay, so when Bear leaves for tournaments, Crystal's like, mm, I'm going to plan myself a little girl weekend. <laughs> uh, it's not fair, you boys. You just get to leave. I'm going to go plan something. So she went out on some kind of trip with her girl pals. Yeah. And then Bear was was stuck with the dog. Which was was fine, um, like his mom was going to check up on it, yeah. or something. And then it just started like throwing up something fierce <laughs> and like acting really strange. So he he ended up bailing because he wouldn't, he didn't trust his mom to take care of the beast properly. <laughs> so unfortunately, I thought he didn't even like that fucking dog. This could have been a godsend. Thrown on him, but uh-uh. uh, like a fucking. But later on. Turns out the beast had uh, meningitis, Whoa. doggy meningitis, whatever that. <laughs> Some and, kind of brain infection, And I think. also fleas. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably where it got the meningitis. <laughs> yeah. Jesus so, Christ. Ended up just me, me and J-Jack rolling over, but uh, Butch and Andrew rolled over, and then uh, Katie and Jared rolled Flip, over. Yeah. It was their uh, honeymoon weekend <laughs> for <North> stars. <laughs> How romantic. <laughs> Went to the Fantasy Flight Games. Wow, that is an amazing facility. It's everything it was supposed to be? 
Yeah, yeah, it really was. Better than the Mermaid Transgender Better Ballroom? than the Mermaid Transgender Ballroom. <laughs> really awesome in there. Super, super clean, super well lit, high ceilings. It's like in a industrial type strip mall. Yeah. It's really cool because it looks like Fantasy Flight owns like 10 of like the 12 uh, <laughs> stalls in, stalls the in yeah. there. Yeah. So it's just the, this. So they got the, like the game development studio and the warehouse and whatever. So the sure. the game store is just one or two of those, but uh, really, really cool. They had the beers on tap. They had a little restaurant built in. Decent yeah. food, a little expensive, but having everything on site. I mean, they handled the the food rush better than the ale house did for yeah. the last tournament. Sure, um, it was kind of cool. You get the little <laughs> light up thingies. For like yeah. when you uh, go to for a when restaurant, your food's ready. Yeah. yeah. So you just go play your games when your food's ready. You know when it's ready, you just come back, pick it up. That's a lot, cool. of, a lot of thought went into the how everything works there. I believe every single other venue has issues with getting food. The Old Mermaid Ballroom did at Bits. That's always an issue with the fucking kilt. Yeah. Ale House. So good. It's nice to see someone being able to handle that On shit. Top of the fucking food train. So I rocked over there, running my demons. Crashing with the the Skull Bros, Mikey G and Kevin B, Kevy B. Nice. Got a game in Friday night against Kev. Mm-hmm. Running his, he was running dwarves. Yeah, uh, it was cool. He had a lot of old metal dwarves, like the the real shorty, chubby, the big guys, like the pre, yeah, like sixth edition ones. Sure. Um, put a pretty good hurt on him. He <laughs> he learned a good lesson. He put his organ guns like six inches back, and then um. He got the first turn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, if you just put a, put him a little farther forward, he could have started shooting. And he's like, <laughs> dumbass. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> you were rocking your demons. Yeah, I was using uh, twenty two hundred demons. So I had a level one herald on Zinch, and I'll be posting this list in the show notes. Okay, run that exalted flamer. Yeah, trying him out in the core. Four units of ten horrors. Two units of three beasts. Two units of five flesh hounds with ambush. Yeah. Just one unit of fiends, so that's kind of what I dropped to get the points down. Sure. Uh, and then two units of five plague drones. Okay. So, yeah, ended up pretty much killing everything that he had, <laughs> except his big lord's unit. And then, But the at the end of the game, he had the dwarf lord, the BSB, and then, like, one long beard in a building. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. Like, the last turn was, like, all my magic missiles trying to take him out. Yeah. But there was an epic. Uh, the Exalted Flamer over the weekend. I'm not going to get really too much into my games, but overall, it's kind of an interesting piece to play with. It's 90 points. So in the just the standalone demon list, you know, that's kind of almost the lowest point piece of chaff you can get. The Furies with a mark are like 70. Yeah. A single beast is 60. So you're not going to have any super, you know, like 30-point Warhound units anyway. So in the overall scheme of the list, the 90 points, it was kind of a good chaff piece. It's pretty maneuverable. The shooting was nice to have. Um, you couldn't count on it, obviously, to do anything. Right. Because you have to roll the hit, and then you roll for the strength. So kind of everything has to work out perfectly. But the potential is there. And it's mm-hmm. nice to have another uh, ranged attack option uh, that you're not relying on magic dice to use. Sure. And then uh, 
both of my games. Actually, I ended up playing Kevin during the tournament. <laughs> uh, in both games, the Exalted was able to shoot down a gyrocopter reliably. So if I did it twice, you know, that much just that, mean that'll happen every time. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, it's a hundred percent chance of killing a gyro. Um, I did in the practice game against Kev. Laid down an awesome, awesome strength six uh, <laughs> attack with the the flame template on his big block. Yeah, that kind of really brought it open because uh, he has a really nasty dwarf lord in there. So he had like a thirty pack of long beards with the BSB. But then I dropped that template on there. It was like a perfect hit, strength six. If I can kill like 14 or 15 of them, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> so the potential is there. Um, in my uh, Merry Mayhem list, we're s- scrimping it down to 2,000 points. So yeah. I ended up dropping it. It's not. It's kind of fun to muck around a bit. Sure. If you're running like an all zinch list, it's probably fun. You can run them with the flamers then, and he counts as a skirmisher. Right. And then he can scoot 12 inches and shoot 12. Um, I didn't have any flamers. And if he's just on his own, he can only scoot six inches and shoot 12. Sure. And there is range penalties, so you kind of want to get as close as you can. So that's pretty fun overall. And then um, I guess just getting into my games, round one, I played against a a young young fella from Canada. Uh Uh-oh. I think he came down from Winnipeg. Yeah. Is that the city just north of Minnesota there? Fuck a final. Anyways, all you Canadians can chime in. (laughs) He was running ogres. And uh, he was kind of a younger younger fella, so I ended up beating on him pretty good. And got a 19 on that one. So the scale, it was like a 020, and then there was objectives, which would get you like an extra 150 or 300 victory points per game. Uh, the second game, played against Kevin. So this one, he uh, deployed the organ guns up, up front on the 12-inch line, so he had the range, so he could start shooting from round one. Yeah. Um, but he didn't really have that many units to stop me from going in after those war machines. So I ended up kind of just going Operation Grill across <laughs> the board. Sure. And, um, yeah, I just ended up taking out the guns, the cannon, the uh, long beers. And it was almost the the same thing as our first game. He just had the long beers, the general, and the BSB left. Uh, I kind of really need a, a good stroke with magic, I think, before I feel comfortable going in. Uh, against his lord there. So that one ended up being, I think it was like a 15, something like that. Okay. So that was pretty good. So you got him 15-5? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Round three, this one, this was an awesome game against David Caven. Yeah. So he was running Empire, and he had Archlector, Wizard Lord, a bunch of Laura Light Wizards, the BSB, so he's running the Light Council. Didn't have a cannon, didn't have a steam tank. <laughs> he did have a couple units, I think three units of five knights, just a small spearman unit, which he put the wizards in, and then the halberders, and then uh, five demigriffs and a celestial hurricaneum. With the demigriffs, he did have a captain on a peg with them. So he's monster's cab, they're monster's cab. This one, I was really excited because I never played against the light council before, so okay. I wanted to see how it worked. Sure. And... It was, it was pretty fine with my list. I don't know I my list is designed to be really safe, so there's no like you can't just nuke the great unclean one and claim 700 points off the bat. So what he could do is try to nuke the drone units or the beasts, and he'd probably do maybe six or seven wounds yeah. with each each banishment. Um, one round he did banish the flesh hounds 
twice, and they have a two plus ward versus magic. I uh, just did a couple wounds to them, so I soaked up the banishments pretty good. I, actually, I was feeling pretty good overall. He did have a building on his side, yeah. so it's the spearmen and the wizards were locked up in there. So it was kind of a mad dash to try to get my units fighting it and then kind of cornering it off uh, in the middle, like the demi griffs. He kind of just pushed them forward, and then I hit him in the flank with a couple plague drones. I put the beasts in front, and then I made a mistake by putting the fiends in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That Anytime I put the fiends into a unit that actually fights, they just get their ass handed to them. <laughs> so I can only, if you're running fiends, you can basically only kill units that are about half your points value, and then you're going to lose a few point, a few fiends on the way anyways. But the reason I went in with the fiends was I kind of, they could go in towards one side and try to maximize attacks on the BSB. Yeah. So I'm figuring full plate, mounted, and then he probably has Charm Shield, so he has a 2-up. And then there's Strength 4, Armor Piercing, so at best he has a 4-up uh, Armor Save. So the Fiends can actually go in, I'll be able to do some wounds. He probably won't do that much in return, and then I'll hopefully be able to break him. Um, went in, and it turns out the BSB had a 1-up re-rollable. So he didn't have any like cannon protection, but he when he's with the Griffs... And they're five strong and get to look out, sir. So that's what the protection was. So the fiends end up not really doing that much. Yeah. And then he was able to kind of concentrate the demigriff's attacks, you know, over probably probably four or five rounds of combat. Eventually, he just ground down the fiends and the plague drones and the beasts. So I was really, really not too happy about that. But even then, it was looking super close. I was closing in. I was just wiping up. He had tons of, like, little free company units and shit like that. Yeah. Which actually worked out pretty well for him because all my shit's leadership 7. So if he flees, I have to patch a leadership 7 to even redirect Yeah, on one try. <laughs> I didn't hardly make any of those. Uh... Um, but last turn of the game, <laughs> it came down to he had, um, I think, one or two spearmen. He had his level 4 with two wounds on him. A level one with one wound on him, and then maybe another level one with one wound, or a witch hunter with one wound, and they outran a unit of flesh hounds on their two d six against my swift stride three d six. So he got away. So that was a huge swing, like they're keeping him alive. So he ended up getting a twelve eight win over me <laughs> overall. But yeah, it was super good, super close game. Um, you know, he kind of, you know, I was putting pressure on his light council, and then in the back, he has these night units because there was some kind of ambushing in this scenario, and he kind of was trying to get at the juicy core of horrors and yeah. starting to grind them down. So it was like, was well, he going to kill my general before I kill his? Like, if one does it and one doesn't, it's going to be a big swing. If we both do it, it's going to be close again. Sure. So that was a that's a super good game against David, and then. Um, yeah, so that rounded out day one. Did you guys do any partying or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually not that much. <laughs> went to some fucking Indian food. Ah, you son of a bitch. And uh, then we went uh, to what well, was like the HPBs. I got Butch hooked up on. You'll have to ask him later uh, when you give him a ring. But uh, him and Andrew were uh, had never tried Indian food before. No shit. So then they were like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
But uh, they went there. I'm like, this is what you're getting. You're getting a, a chicken tikka masala. You're getting a naan bread. <laughs> and you're going to fucking love it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Nice. But then uh, we went to the Old Mermaid to do some bowling, some bowling with the Skull yeah. Bros. But by the time we got there, they were already kind of wrapped up being a bunch of old guys. So I had a couple <laughs> beers, uh, hanging out with Rocky Zabrowski. Yeah. He was there. Um, and then... Just went back to the Mikey G pad. wasn't too bad. You snuggle with ruins all night. Uh, yeah. We're kind of like uh, it was like an L shaped couch. Yeah, I've so crashed like on that couch with ruins head, before. Head to feet. Yeah. Not yeah. us. We were like wiener to butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But moving on. So it was kind of unusual to be rested for yeah. the event. That was how it was last year when I won that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that contributed big time. Yeah, round four, I played Chris Kapsner. Oh, Pretty awesome. Shit. Just going to give a shout out. He's himself. got a Lake SWAT podcast going now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so definitely check what that out. What was it called? I think it's just called Lake SWAT. Lake Pod SWAT. Cut, okay. Something like that. Um, he was running a mixed Warriors list, and this game, we, ended, we only got through four turns, and none of us were really slow playing or anything. We kind of began setting up right when the round started so um we kind of got a late start but um this was a good game he had a chaos with a lot of different units he had a zeus general yeah uh with the disc so it's kind of a gateway off which is kind of fun <laughs> with a dick um yeah i really needed some luck with the reign of chaos or some panic checks or something in order to just when i play warriors for the demons to have a good shot sure and i did get a little luck i rolled dark prince thirst twice which is good ended up putting some wounds on some models and getting uh lucky uh lucky situations which uh allowed me to get like a gorby's chariot yeah and some stuff like that sure. and, um but it ended up being just kind of... He had a big unit of trolls with his BSB and Throg in there. So I ended up just trying to cast Treason on it every turn. Yeah. Because then the stupidities on, like, a Leadership 4 with no reroll. <laughs> that were pretty good. We ended up gateway in my gateway unit um, down to nothing. It took a few other spells and a Hell Cannon besides to do that. Um, but it ended up being a fucking draw on this one. 10-10. He wiped out some units. I wiped out some of his. It was real cagey, real jukey. If it would have went on longer, he probably would have turned in his favor. Yeah. Uh, but we just didn't have enough time. Oh, uh, it was really awesome on the last turn. Yeah. Well, it was my last turn. Rolled uh, the second Dark Prince Thirst in the game. <laughs> what does this do? That's a leadership check on three dice. <laughs> and I uh, you got a six for every yeah, one. Yeah, you got to roll a six to hit. Yeah. So hit is. Hit his uh, general, Wizard Lord. <laughs> rolled a six. Schmuck then, his ass? Uh, come on, come on. Well, he rolled a 3d6 and rolled a 17 <laughs> on three dice. So he's going to take, what, like nine? <laughs> nine wounds with no armor saves. <laughs> but he does have a three-plus ward, re-rolling ones. And he ended up... Fucking making a bunch of those. He took two wounds in the end. Holy shit. That's insane. It was, it was fine. It was, like, totally stupid because I would have pushed it to, you know, like a 13-7 or something for no really <laughs> effort or anything on my part. I really wasn't expecting anything. But it was kind of a funny funny thing to happen. Uh, last game went up against Billy Henninger. 
who was from, I believe he's from like the Nebraska area. So he played at Bug Eater and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, he's running a Dark Elf list. He had a big unit of Witch Elves with a Cauldron. And I just avoided that unit and <laughs> pretty much killed everything else. Yeah. This scenario, you were able to deploy up to 18 inches on the flanks. So okay. I was able to put my drones out a little further than they normally be able to and get my fiends out there as well. And he put his fast cav on the flanks. So the first couple turns were his fast cav kind of back foot and trying to get out of the way of my, my fast units there, uh, which I ended up getting them all. And then... Um, taking down the black guard he got two of my beast units which i had to sacrifice but in this game i did get the fiends of slanesh in against the brolocks that was pretty sweet yeah so put in four on average they'll take three or four or five wounds uh but then they just kill the entire unit pretty <laughs> awesome because they hit on threes wound on threes with no saves of any kind sure that's pretty awesome and uh a game later i did that against andrew as well so that's exact. It happened twice. It's going to happen every time. Four fiends and uh, five or six warlocks. It's in. It's a guaranteed fucking it's a fucking win. Guaranteed victory. So I ended up getting an eighteen on that one overall. Nice. Got decent number of battle points. Ended up being sixth overall. So. Oh shit! Definitely, definitely. Good times there. Got best demons player. I saw that in my absence, the people's champion was able to fucking claim the title. Yeah, Mikey G pulled it out. For sure. Good for him. My strategy of not buying any rerolls worked out well as well. <laughs> you, you fucking Rogers hidden hobby dollars. Don't buy don't, fucking, don't fucking rerolls. <laughs> you cheap bitch. <laughs> I, it caught like I could have. Ended up costing me five tournament points in true good old fashioned North Star fashion. <laughs> we like I could have just like donated a couple bucks. I didn't think about it until the end because uh, the reroll is twenty bucks. And I'm just a dumbass. <laughs> would it have made any difference? Would you have been like uh, would have been fourth? fourth <laughs> six, so. Yeah, whatever. In the end, who cares? I guess. But it's a fucking good time. Yeah, I love the new venue. <laughs> Looks like they had some new terrain as well. Top notch, fun stuff. Yeah. Really, really good time. Definitely recommend it. Sure. They had uh, spots available, so next year we get, they got to fill that up for sure. <laughs> Anyways, enough of that, man. What have you been uh, reading or listening to? Welp, reading-wise, I'm still doing some fucking Turtle Dove World War, <laughs> which I can't really fucking recommend at this point. It's pretty fucking meh. Mm-hmm. I, uh... I don't know. I'm really fizzled out. But listing-wise, I'm still on Dresden Skin Game, so and that's solid if you're into Dresden. I can still recommend the shit out of that. The fucking Dres, man. Yeah. He's what about? I think it, that's been talked about before, though. So mm-hmm. one of these days, I got. Uh, I just realized I have a mountain of audiobooks sitting there, so I'm pretty <laughs> stoked, and that'll help me with my uh, gaming and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same place. Usually, I have a book I'm reading. I have an audiobook I listen to on commute. And then <laughs> I have an audiobook I listen to while I'm painting and stuff like that. And yeah. Usually, between those three, I'll have a good recommendation. But right now, <laughs> all three of them are kind of fizzling. I'm not <laughs> really talk, you know, there's no point in talking about something you're not excited about. So, I'm just going to go back. What I was thinking about was the book, The Martian. Okay. Which I talked about previously, and I was just thinking about how awesome that book was and how different it was from everything else. Yeah. Um, that one is about 
if you don't remember, it's about a Martian who's uh, not a Martian. It's uh. called the Martian. It's about an astronaut who's stranded on Mars. Sure. Like there's some kind of accident, and the astronauts have to evacuate immediately, and they think he's dead, <laughs> but uh, he he survives, and he has to wait until the next kind of capsule is, is deployed, which is in like in a year and a half. <laughs> so he has to kind of survive. There's like a lander and like a little module. Okay. And he uses like basically science to like solve all these problems. And like he calculates, well, a potato has on average 140 calories. <laughs> so I'll need this many potatoes per day, per week, per month to last this year. In order to grow that many potatoes, I need like six inches of soil per potato. <laughs> and I'll need a floor area of this much. And then I'll need this much water and I'll, to extract it from like the fuel to get the hydrogen out like he has to burn off some other components and he you know he just does it all mathematically like it's super awesome how how he does everything sure and the 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 whole book is pretty much like that the first half's a little better because um you know, basically he just keeps doing that throughout the whole thing it gets a little tiresome towards the end but it's a really really awesome book and I highly recommend it a lot better than so, the three random books that I'm listening or reading right now. Who was the author? Andy of Weir. Andy Weir, okay. And it was called The Martian. Yeah, we'll have the link in the show notes for sure. Okay, awesome. Um, let's talk about current obsession. Yeah, what's going on with you? I think I've talked about the league before, mm-hmm. and it's really, again, that has also really fizzled out. Ruxin is such a dickbag. <laughs> And Taco is such a fucking idiot, I can hardly watch it anymore. Yeah. And I really haven't had much time for consuming that kind of media anyways. Just, mm-hmm. All I do is work on my house. I sit down yeah. for 20 minutes, watch an episode, uh, and that's that. Watching the program make you want to go out and touch base with your Eskimo brothers out there? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a small town, my friends. <laughs> I got, hey, like, we should be Eskimo brothers. If we track we'll it get back. Some kinda... yeah. <laughs> we probably are somehow. <laughs> So one thing I did find, which is pretty fucking awesome, is called Free Domain Radio. Have you heard of this? Mm, Don't think so. So it's this dude. um, He's a philosopher, like a modern day philosopher. And he does this podcast called Free Domain Radio. And he just picks these awesome. He's a he's an anarchist and an anti-statist. And it's fucking anybody. He'll like take. An episode will just be people calling in, and he'll do like dream interpretations, and he'll answer people's weird fucking questions, and, or they can you know they can ask him how he feels about whatever the fuck, and he'll answer it. But the dude is super super smart, mm-hmm. just really fucking interesting shit. If if you just want something out there and weird, and he's got like thousands of episodes of back episodes to listen to, um, and it's still going on. It's called Free Domain Radio, like mm-hmm. I said. So really fucking good. I listened to like two hours of it last night, and. Um, he goes talks about religion and um, just all aspects yeah. of fucking people and being a better person and why government is really bad. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to push an agenda here, but it's just really go. interesting to hear the ideas. And Dude. the dude is so fucking intelligent and thinks everything out so far that mm-hmm. if... Like one of his big things as a philosopher, you know, if if there's something he believes, but somebody else has a contrary opinion and some evidence, like he'll consider it regardless and he'll talk about it. So it's really interesting and cool like that. And talks about like rearing children, family life, relationships, just everything. But super cool, like super smart perspective on shit. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. So when you're tired, listening to our dumbasses. Yeah, if you want to get something, <laughs> if you want intelligent <laughs> commentary on anything, check it out. Sounds good. Yeah. Hi, buddy. Me and Kelly. 
We been flicking like... that fucking bean? Well, there's been some bean flicking for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We've right. actually been uh, watching Spartacus. Oh. She never, she's never seen it. No shit. She actually, she's loving it. She really, really likes it <laughs> with all the intrigues and the, 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 the love angles and stuff like that. <laughs> there's a lot of man dong and man ass in there as well. Which I'm sure she appreciates. Yeah. So we watched the first season. We're going through the second one. I was actually thinking about. Showing her the Gods of the Arena, the prequel one first. Yeah. And then, like, watching it that way and see... Because I've seen it before. It'd be kind of interesting just to see if there's any kind of foreshadowing or stuff that I missed. Sure. You know, just different take to play it chronologically. But um, we ended up just watching the the Spartacus one first and then the prequel, which is good because the prequel actually starts with the end of the first season like the pivotal scene at the very end of the season sure um which would have been a huge spoiler maybe maybe not if you know <laughs> the story of the historical spartacus but um yeah she's she's loving it the fucking house of Rajiatis. <laughs> he's got the best expletives so I've been just saying them randomly, and Kelly gets a kick out of them. Maybe she's just enjoying fucking ripped dudes in their underpants. <laughs> Finally, the gods see fit to remove cock from ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's become a saying around the household nice. whenever anything good happens. <laughs> All right, man, we got a Johnny pick here or what? Yeah, we do, man. We're going to fucking... Get back into some fucking Chuck Reagan. Ah, excellent, excellent. Listen to this dude a lot. He's pretty fucking awesome. He had a new CD come out not too long ago, and it is, fuck, I think it's his best work yet. It's really fucking good. So uh, this first tune is called Revved. It's off the Till Midnight CD. And then when we come back in, we'll just jump right into talking to, or you'll just jump right into talking <laughs> about Brad Schwant and the Yep, we got the, Gash the Undying Legions. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we have some pack-up questions as well. Mm, all right, let's fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Dusk of a high Sierra story 
All right, we've got Mr. Relly and Brad Schwan back on the program to talk to us about the Undying Legions and what you might run if you were to go to somewhere that didn't let you use your Juicy Nagash or any other special characters. So, I don't know, have you given much thought about the future of your your VC or Undying Legions after Wapaka? Not really. <laughs> I usually live in the second as far as army choice and uh, and uh, spending a ton of money on whatever I feel like building for the next event that's in a month or two. So um, I did kind of think about it when you, we were talking about doing having this discussion. So I've got a, got a few ideas I think would, would work well. Okay, yeah, because you know a lot of attorneys don't allow special characters, and then you might even be – you know, back to 25% lords, 25% heroes, even if special characters are allowed. So Yeah, I, I think that's probably, going forward, going to be more accepted than full end times. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be I, nice to have have it all in there, but, I mean, I, I have a good, good idea that uh, some are just not going to want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a fair assessment. Because um, even if the other End Times books add some juicy stuff, I, I do see the 25% uh, limits kind of keeping that stuff in check somewhat. Um, so, okay, Undying Legions. So with no Nagash at the helm, we uh, default into a, a Vamp Lord. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty easy to fall back to a, a, a combat vampire lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you have some extra options of how you want to support them, but I, I definitely think you got to have them. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to prepare for this, you know, there's so just got so much stuff to go through. Um, but yeah, looking through the the Tomb Kings, it didn't see anything that in the Lord choice really that caught my eye. I did like the Tomb Princes. For buffing the the VC infantry units, I think that could be fun with the weapon skill buff, and then also if you don't even want to do that, just a cheap necrotect. If you did want to run grave guard or uh, ghoulies, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, the only thing for me is I keep building cav bus lists. Uh, yep, every, every way I try to. I keep building cavalry lists with uh, um, with vampires in them of different sorts, and you can't put any of those Tomb King characters on horses, which kind of stinks. Yeah, it really, really blows for them. And they don't really have any good infantry anyways. But t- are you going to be considering any Tomb King's magic? Because a lot of those combat buffs are really awesome, and like they're wasted on skellies. Usually yeah. in a Tomb King yeah. list, so you just fuck, yeah, I'll let that one go, let it go, and like no matter what happens, it's just a bunch of skelly attacks. But um, you know those could get pretty brutal with the Grave Guard, the Crypt Horrors, or even the Black Knights, or your characters in a Black Knight bus. Have, have you given think, that thought? I think if you were actually going to go with uh, infantry, like with the Tomb King characters in um, like Grave Guard or Ghouls or something. That would be when you want to take that Tomb King's magic, so you can get the um, the extra boost to movement. Oh, um, yeah. I don't remember if it's just the signature spell or if it's the lore attribute that lets you uh, move. It's the, I think it's the, the signature. signature spell. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, get you an extra six inches of movement or something. That'll help get your guys moving, not quite to the level of a, a marching cavalry unit, but uh, um, it, it definitely another six inches on top of marching maybe eight inches or so. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it a lot nicer. Yeah, helps uh, keep those guys in play for sure. So sounded like you weren't really thinking that for your for your heroes. So what what were you thinking? Um, well, my original vampire list before I was going uh, Undead Legions had Choppy Vampire Lord, two Choppy Vampire Heroes, and a uh, um, what is it called? A White King to mm-hmm. kind of be sitting there and soak up uh, attacks and protect them. Um, I don't know if I would go with all of those same characters or if I would even add more and split them up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, at the very least, I think I would run a Choppy Vampire Lord, um, a White King with the magic item that uh, makes you lose your strength bonuses when, when in base contact. Oh. Uh, Night Shroud. <laughs> nice. Night Shroud's kind of a little bit of a defense just also ha- for your vampire hang next Lord. to the big guy. Yeah, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, anything to to add combat res going your way would be good. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're sticking to, I guess, in the characters, more traditional, like a VC style. Yeah. Not too much. I guess in the core, have you think thought about mix matching or the, I, the Skelly I've, Horsemen archers? I've gone back and forth um, with my ideas thinking, yeah, the, the typical Black Knight bus is the way to go most of the time, but mm-hmm. if you start using those skeletal horsemen from Tomb Kings, you you pull those horsemen out of core instead of special. Yeah. So it kind of a, it applies to your core tax. Um, they are much, much easier to kill. Oh, so you're thinking like a big a bus, of bus with horsemen. like three or four vamps in there? Yeah, maybe... Uh, I saw somebody throw out on Twitter that he runs his uh, in a lance formation like Bretonians. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's an interesting don't... idea. They're basically even in the the Black Knight bus list. Those Black Knights are just extra wounds to get your characters into combat. Yeah, um, they don't really do dick. I just the only thing I am afraid of is they're all going to get shot out from underneath my vampire. <laughs> Because I, I think they've only got... They might have heavy armor or light armor and shields, but yeah, that's not a two-up armor save yeah, like Black Knights have. I think the horsemen, yeah, have a four-up. But, yeah, yeah could, something could like a worse. double organ gun could oh. very well <laughs> blow them all away and then the two cannons come in. Oh, yeah, I, I, think, I think I would still have some archers, maybe some scout horsemen, but I, I think it might be a good idea to try to to pull those horsemen out of your uh, core. That that might go a long way to getting some other nasty stuff in your list. Mm-hmm. Or even, I mean, you could, I mean, you got to use the core anyways. I mean, just having a unit like that, even if you still take the Black Knight bus, you would yeah. just have this second bus that, uh, you know, depending on the situation, if you needed to bail them all out, you could into this new unit. Or, you know, against a lot of armies, everything in that one unit is total overkill. So being able to split up, you know, your super fightiness between those two units, you know, just having the option there could be uh, pretty awesome. Having, uh, if it's end time rules with 50% lords, having one blender lord in each unit. Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to worry a bit less about getting uh, chaffed up and redirected if you've got two different cab buses mm-hmm. with 
nightmare lords coming at you. Just filling out your core too. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. That is then awesome. <laughs> it's like, okay, my uh, my calf buses are core, so that means I can still take 12 crypt horrors and two terror geists. Mm-hmm. All the it's goodies like, oh. on top of it. Yeah, I'm just, literally, it's let's get every drop of, uh, <laughs> of filth out of this list. What is the best way to go about that? And uh-huh. once the wheels start turning, there goes my workday making lists. Uh huh. Wow, that's that's fun. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, that, that's badass. I don't know for the. I guess I see myself if I if, if I'm not going like the Tomb Prince type thing, buffing up the Ghoulies or something. Uh, it seems they like the skeleton archers, maybe. You know, if you have a, a bunker type thing going yeah. on, might be good as well. So it seems like to me that Tomb King Core wins out over the VC stuff. From what I've been uh, practicing and with with a couple of games, I was actually pretty surprised. I've I agree. Um, pretty much the only things that I've been picking from Tomb Kings have been the core, and I've been spending a lot of points on Tomb King's core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the, some of the support units are there too, but um, that's what the vampires lack. They lack uh, some shooting to get rid of that chaff, or um, their own like scouting and fast units. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty useful. Yeah. So moving up to special, so we talked about the black knights. That's kind of the bus kind of thing you're looking at. But otherwise, crypt horrors. Any of the tomb king stuff calling to you? Like the uh, Tomb Scorps or maybe the Carrion? Not really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pass. Yeah, I I could see like uh, the uh, Necropolis Knights are are tough. They're good units, but I think I would rather have uh, Crypt Horrors. Yeah, you could just get about well, I think you have two Crypt Horrors is maybe ten or fifteen points more than a single single snake. Yeah, and I I generally. Um, find the best best options, in my opinion, for my style of plays. Is more wounds is better. That's why, like with my warriors, I'd rather take more trolls than chimeras. Even though chimeras have more tactical option, I, I'd rather have more wounds, more wounds on the table, more bodies. Yeah. Mm. Plus, they're just so tough. The toughness five with regen. Yeah, they're pretty. Makes them. It makes them tough to get rid of. Yeah, a lot more resilient than the snakes for sure. Even even if the snakes do 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 a little more killiness. Okay. Um, one thing is curious. Would you could you see using Lore of Undeath without Nagash in a Undying Legions, or would you stick um, to vampires? I really, I really am not a fan of the Lore of Undeath unless it's with the bonuses that kind of break it in half. Mm-hmm. Um, the I, you could, um, you, but you're really just adding extra little units to get in the way of stuff rather than adding units that are going to actually do stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Um, speed like, bombs. Uh, yeah, even even with um, the regular spell, like if you summon a couple little speed bump unit of skeletons, your third or actually I think it would be your fourth spell. You could technically summon a terrorgeist. Mm-hmm. But you need three tokens, I believe. Yeah. Only two tokens, because Earth, yeah, he's 225, and your normal monster spell is 200 points, so you'd need three uh, Lore of Undeath tokens to get one. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of work to get to that point. Yeah, it seems a lot of uh, 
you know, going to be turn four or five, you might not get those spells off. Yeah, at all, let alone once you get to it. Um, plus, what really are ten skeletons going to do if you're uh, if that's what you're using with your signature spell just to try to get those tokens? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're kind of throwing away dice that I think could be put to better use early on in the game when it's it's pretty critical to, to kind of set up your late game. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious. What do you what do you think about Manfred? Doesn't he he like double double the the points for the lore of undeath? Is that that's uh or is it one of the Ar- other ones? Ark in the Black doubles the points. He does it. Okay. Yeah, and then Manfred doubles the range. Oh, uh, okay. Um, he's got a bunch of other tricks that are that are awesome. Yeah, would you consider taking him? Definitely. You think good choice? Yeah. He, I think he, in my opinion, nine attacks. Yeah, uh, he's the Mortark to go with because he can reroll one of the magic phase dice. Yeah. And, uh, he can also either add or subtract three uh, power dice to the pool um, each turn, but he also does the opposite, add or subtract to his uh, stat line until the next magic phase. Oh wow! So like, if he's in the back board edge, you can add three power dice every single phase, mm-hmm. or if you get him stuck in... In combat, um, every wound he does, doesn't that generate? I think it... Let me see here. I think it also generates power dice, but the only thing you got to worry about is if, you, if you've if you added some bonus dice, you're, you're lowering your stats. Oh, okay. um, you can't go above 10, but I mean, if you're going to take one power die from your pool and add to his stats, he can, he can have 10 attacks every turn. Mm-hmm. Actually... Yeah. This, this can take his attacks above the 10 attack limit. <laughs> so he can have uh, 12 attacks. Yeah. At, uh, Badass. Well, he's only strength 5, but still, it's pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, with that uh, reroll magic die, I was thinking about that. I'd probably, if I came up with a 6 or something, I'd reroll it down and hope for, a, you know, like two threes or something like that, you know? Yeah. So they just have jack shit they can do. I found it's pretty brutal if I roll low dispel dice, if I have a casket also adding extra dice, plus either uh, Nagash can store power mm-hmm. dice in his uh, staff, or in the case of Manfred, he can lower his stats to add power dice. So you can get a pretty unbalanced magic phase really quick. Yeah, I've learned that against Hastings, the, <laughs> the, the Beastman, Hearthstone, where uh, three or four on the wins yeah, yeah. is really bad because... Well, you that's when I snuck off. one in on you last year at Screw City with the Gray Seer with the oh, yeah. Warpstone <laughs> tokens and the Power Scroll. Yeah. I'm like, uh, anything to imbalance the magic phase is always, I, I, I remember like to do that. that. I was like, I'm missing something here. I don't know what it is. <laughs> in my mind, I have all the bases covered. And then it's like, boom. It's like, ah, boom, shit. wild card. <laughs> <laughs> wild card, bitches. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, to get back to the rare, I guess. So, you can take a casket every time, probably? I think, um... Or maybe, like the maybe with a, Maybe with a cav bus, I might not take a casket, but it's so good just to get the D3 dice, let alone the bounce spell can be a, a pretty awesome tool in your toolbox. Yeah. It, my, uh, my demons have bore the brunt of it many a yeah. time. The shit leadership. Yeah, I've got nailed with, uh, with my skaven before with a casket. It's usually it's usually priority number one to get rid of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a toss-up. Yeah, how you're just feeling? Like the, 
the normal the normal vampire list that brings double terrorgeist, there's a reason they do because they're ridiculous. <laughs> Although looking at the list of rare units allowed, a lot of the Tomb King stuff is pretty useful. They've got some of their best options are their rare stuff because it's good support units. Is that where the Hero Titan is rare? Yeah, he was he was in my original Nagash list as well, just because he's so good. Add that D3 to casting, and for Wapaka, he's plus one fortitude because he doesn't have a ward save, and he's a monster. Oh, boo. Boo, yeah. Yeah. I thought about it, but uh, in the end, I didn't keep him in. But, yeah, I, they're, they're useful. They're really useful. Mm-hmm. Plus uh, marching Necro Sphinxes that can fly. Yeah, that that is awesome. That would that would be one of the things I might drop a Terror Geist for, is having one or two of those flanking my uh, my bus with my just running or... yeah running alongside oh, gosh. coming in on the flank Ugh. yeah that's pretty sick <laughs> okay well any uh, closing thoughts uh, with the legions here I mean we could um, talk for, for hours and hours about all the random weird combos you can do after uh, Wapaka, I'm looking forward to trying them out for at least one or two events so I'm gonna cool I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick with them a little bit and see what I can do. Because once I get them painted, I mean, I'm going to want to use them. Mm-hmm. So putting all that time into them, I'm not going to want to spend that much money and that much time just for Wapaka. So uh-huh. I'll probably stick with them for um, Holy War and maybe Ocon, and then we'll see what happens before Adepticon because we've got a lot of events next year. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you have some juicy Wapaka questions. You're probably my number one question asker. Brad, <laughs> yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah, Nagash has got uh, he's got a couple of uh, corners to either cut or uh, rules to break. So mm-hmm. I, I want to just I, my favorite thing to do is clear it up beforehand. No arguments at the table. Yep. Uh, don't don't slow the game down. It's get it decided before. Yeah, absolutely, definitely agree with that. Even. Um, I find myself sometimes in situations where I'm like, uh, I, I, should I ask beforehand? They're not, yeah. they're not going to agree with me. Maybe yeah. I should just try to play it and see. But I always do ask, <laughs> and yeah. you know, if you put your your arguments out there, uh, you'll get a fair ruling. And it's better for the the tournament staff. You know, they're not on the spot. They can uh, look at the books, mull it over, and everything else. So uh, uh, yeah, like I I. Uh, I did a few like that for Alex for Screw City because Scrolls of Binding, that's not something you normally see. There's going to be a couple of uh, rules discrepancies, so mm-hmm. that's the type of stuff I put out there before the event. Uh, what did you, I was curious, what did you, what questions did you have about the scrolls? Um, for, for my army specifically, I am, of course, um, bringing a Kadai Destroyer, <laughs> Scroll of Binding. <laughs> I wasn't going to, but... Uh, Grant Fetter goaded me into it, so ah, excellent, I, excellent. I dove in. Uh, the uh, the Kadai Destroyer in uh, Storm of Magic still has the minus one to wound rule, which uh, would not allow certain models to actually wound him. Uh, okay. So if you need a six minus one to wound, you're kind of boned. That's the way he used to be, and then there was a uh, an errata. Yeah, for four twelve back. Yeah. But in uh, Storm of Magic, there's a very specific passage that says, do not apply rules from the actual army book. These are separate rules instances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of brought it up. I said, this could be pretty not fun. Do you want to 
in this one case break that rule and use the errata? And he said yes. Okay. So we're going to – the Kadai is going to be played scroll of binding that you have to re-roll if it's non-magical attacks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, God, there was one other one. Oh, um, Colossal Beast upgrade makes him immune to strength three attacks. I just wanted to clarify that you still can't poison him because they are, in fact, wounds. Uh. So he's immune to all poison attacks the, that are strength three. Stinks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Grey uh, Guard, it, it yeah. It would have been a good bonus. Uh, if it didn't go my way, it wouldn't have been the end of the world, but mm-hmm. it's good to clear it up before I had an argument at the table and had to call him oh, over. And okay. Like, oh, what does the rule book say and all that stuff. That's fucking tasty, man. Yeah. You have to let me know how what the kill count is there by the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough decision deciding between Colossal Beast and uh, giving him flight because he's only allowed to have one upgrade, but the Colossal Beast rule is pretty, pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, he's pretty fast anyway, so. Yeah. Okay. So, Packer, man, fucking hit me. Hit me with it. What do you got? We'll, all right, we'll sort it out here and now. There are Nagash questions that I have come up with that uh, I think could be it could leave somebody pretty salty if they if they thought it should be played another way and it was ruled at the table a certain certain way so mm-hmm. um, one of the first easy ones is can a unit that is uh, summoned generate fortitude if it if it meets the rest of the fortitude rules in the rules pack yep yeah, yes it would you know if it costs a hundred points there's no stipulation in the fortitude write up that would suggest otherwise so you know if you bring in you do the zombros with the like with the banner. A unit of a hundred zombies to sit in the middle of the board. Yeah, just take up the whole like <laughs> the whole table the court. bubble. Yeah, the, nobody else can <laughs> physically get in it. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll have to do that three quarters at a time. So play the entire game in one table quarter. Boom, boom. That's my goal. Boom. Unfortunately, I do not think my schedule will allow me to paint five hundred zombies before Wapaka. Wow. We might have to. Uh, See if I can put a call into the Lords of War. <laughs> oh, <with> yeah. Their, <laughs> with their zombie armies, if they've not already club, thought of this yeah, idea. Club auto break, or maybe... Uh, oh, it was auto break. That's what it was. Sorry, guys. <laughs> or, uh, you know, White Tech is probably steaming away on, the, on those thousand zombies, so maybe he can loan you a couple hundred. I think we should uh, check on his progress on that. Yeah. That might be a good idea. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, one hotly contested question that I believe I have right, but I would like to get a correct answer on is, can summoned units also include magic items? Um, let me throw my argument out there first. The, uh, the actual rule here for the lore of undeath, uh, the new summoning spells on page 14 of the Nagash rules say, summoned units can be upgraded to include any emphasis mine, mm-hmm. options listed in their army list entries, but must adhere to the minimum unit sizes as normal. And uh, an option under characters is specifically listed as may take magic items up to a total value of blank. Mm-hmm. So can they? Yeah, I took a close look at that. Um, and the way we're going to play for Paka is that they, they can indeed take magic items. Looking at that sentence... Yeah, I could see how maybe you could argue it the other way. The second part is specifically applies to units of troops with the minimum unit sizes. So you could say maybe that sentence is only intended to apply to those. I don't know. But looking at that, I believe that you can 
indeed take magic items for any uh, characters that you would summon. Cool, cool. That's uh, that's. I think I want to say that at Blackout, since it was like a week after the book dropped for their rules pack, they they voted that you couldn't just for speed sake. Yeah, well, um, I you know there is that, and you know as as a TO, you know, it could be within your discretion where you just disagree with that rule and for speed sake or for simplicity you could just remove that um, another thing I could see TOs doing is those, those the summon units having those actually cost victory points oh, removing that yeah. specific passage that would be pretty wild I, I think I could see I could see either one of those happening you know and it's you know it's up to each event organizer to decide how they want to do that now, now here's something that kind of stems from that. Um, do you think it should be required for a player to have a list or a spreadsheet so they're not sitting there with a calculator like we talked about last time and taking 10 minutes? Or do you think maybe uh, a player, if this actually happening to him, could, could come over and grab the TO and be like, hey, can we knock this shit off? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If I would specifically put anything in the rules pack about that per se, yeah. I guess my opinion is that it would be expected that the players would conduct themselves in that I manner guess. by preparing ahead of time. But absolutely, uh, if you know there was a situation like that, I would definitely have a chat with that person. Yeah, maybe call the TO over and for slow play, even if they're not maybe trying to slow play but say this isn't really acceptable either pick it fast or don't pick yeah it. absolutely I mean you should before you cast a spell you should know what you want to summon so yeah you, know, there's you, that should, and you should have an idea uh, I, I, I have caught myself in some of my practice games getting the spell off and then going and looking and being like Hmm. What should I summon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I—that's I, one reason I'm playing these practice games. I want to get that shit fast, and because I—I like to think I play even my Skaven pretty quickly because um, you got to get your games done. Yeah, absolutely. You know that all goes back to sportsmanship. You want your opponent to have a good game, and you want to have a good game yourself. And part of that is getting through, getting through it, getting through the six turns. Yeah, I think it's just, I mean, on top of everything that Nagash brings to the table that might be considered uh, not fun by the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, then you have this on like top of it. Like 2,000 points in a single game. Mm -hmm. um, it also might be bad if by the time you're done, you only got to turn three because you'd spent a half an hour per character. Mm -hmm. Just tipping around. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess I'll have to keep my eye out for that. Uh, but yeah, if anybody does run into that at PACA for sure, please please come see me. Because we definitely yeah, want to get it addressed. Unless it's me, because you know, it's, it's cool. <laughs> We've already had this discussion. Come on, Schwant. <laughs> um, here's a quick one. When you summon a new character with wizard levels, does he go ahead and declare his lore at the time of summoning? Or does that need to be like on a, a set army list or something? saying I could potentially summon this lore? Uh, that would be when the model is actually placed on the board. You would decide which lore you want to do. So I drop my uh, necromancer 36 inches away on the flank and say, lore of death, and roll for purple Roll sight. that six, yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, the yes. precedent has been set with that one for the 
uh, Demonic Heralds are on the 11 oh, result. Call. They have for the Zinch guys. They can pick which one they want to use. It says when they're summoned, pick their lore. Yeah, I believe so. Perfect. Cool. I'm glad that covers it. Um, on the same note, it's it's kind of a, a general Wapaka question, not really Undead Legion. Um, for There's a lot of special characters these days that are allowed to mix and match their lores. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, say, Marathi can take some lore of uh, dark magic and lore of death. Are you going to require the specific spell count be listed on the army list or go by the book that says when deployed or when you roll for spells you're allowed to choose which lures they use we're going to have them and this is how it's been done with the grace years for for each year but yeah we're going to have the folks indicate the different spells uh, the different lures like three from this one one from this one on the actual sheet um that's going to be a, a long unit entry for Nagash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really going to make me decide beforehand which spells to take. Yeah, and I think you know most armies, you know, you kind of stuck with that. You know, the, the special characters are special. I understand that, but yeah. you know that's another thing too, where you know we got to we got to get the game going here. We can't spend yeah. forever trying like to able to choose one of each lore. Before the game, he's gonna have yeah. to put him on his list. So I know, yeah, I personally a half hour. <laughs> would. I I would just have to concede after 25 minutes. <laughs> I'm just I'm not gonna I can't play him. I, yeah. Well, if it takes you that long to, to pick dwellers in purple, <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta question your Warhammer acumen. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, should I take dwellers or should I take flesh to stone? <laughs> yeah. It might not always be that decision, but I think that's pretty often it's going to be. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Uh, there are certain characters that their unit type, say Manfred, is he's actually unit type monster. Um, the summoning spell that summons monsters doesn't specifically say it can't be a character. If I summon a monster, can that monster be a character? Mm-hmm. This one I looked at pretty closely. Mold it over. Um, I'm going to rule that it can indeed be a monster from the character selection. Um, so that would be, I think, just those two Mortarks, or there's three of them? Yeah, like uh, it is the biggest spell, and it does require tokens for you to be able to pull off that combination, but to get one of those guys into play is it's pretty mm-hmm. tough. you got to risk, uh, risk an irresistible force and probably throw at least five dice at it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of what I was thinking when I originally thought it. Uh, when I first looked at it, I was like, no, his character, I need like 16 tokens to get that guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute, he is a monster. He's not, it, it says unit type monster. So it's kind of, I think it could go either way. But Yeah, how many tokens does uh, Nagash need to summon himself? Ooh, let me do some quick calculations because he's a monster. It's a fucking six hundred points. It's a fucking clown, man. Yeah, so four hundred points divided by thirty because he gets triple. He'd need fourteen tokens to summon himself. <laughs> That's uh, so I kind of wrote that off. Uh, Rafaza was asking on Twitter. He's like, "Can Nagash summon himself?" <laughs> there is the rule that says you can only have one of like named characters, but 
I mean, if you summon him, would the other one just die? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I haven't given it much thought. I don't know. I don't know if that's pack <laughs> illegal. Would you need two two painted Nagash models? I, I think you would, yeah. Yeah, Just I don't think holster. I would try it. Yeah. <laughs> Cost me another hundred dollars to potentially have this combination work. <laughs> I have enough fucking money in potential combinations right now. Yeah. So, okay, not pack illegal. I think I agree with that when this kind of creeps. <laughs> he is he is a unique character. He's named so. Mm-hmm. You can understand why that would not work. Um, all right, my my kind of final question is also a little bit more general. Um, if I have a general on a monster that does not have a ward save for the specific monster he's riding, does he also get a point of fortitude for a monster without a ward save? Yeah, yeah. So I thought some folks might pick up on that, but that would indeed be the case. So the the for a single model the fortitude stuff does stack so like you're taking nagash who's a negative two penalty but he's the general so he you know as a he's a net negative one fortitude that's, impact that's kind of how i assumed it was going to go yeah and then so you know if the special character the special characters that's a negative one is a general it'd just be a zero uh, I, if there's I don't know, maybe Krakgar riding a Carnosaur. He might be a net zero then if his uh, monster doesn't have a ward save or a regen. Um, so take a close look at that. Yeah, some of the characters riding monsters could be uh, a net zero fortitude, but then the uh, general or a BSB on a Mana Cord or <laughs> Griffin or some other juicy monster with no ward save or regen would generate two. And then for two of the scenarios, would be able to vanguard. Oh wow! <laughs> so that could be a fun little. Plus, uh, flying fortitude is never a bad thing when so many points at Wapak are based on scenario and not strictly killing stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, half the scenarios are fortitude based on position on the battlefield. So being able to fly, get your fortitude where you want it, is a uh, a big help um, whether it'll survive or not you're going to have to make that estimation but uh, a vanguard mood will definitely help get you behind that building or <laughs> whatever you want to do get you in, in strike range just remember you, so, remember you can't charge if you get the first turn it'll be a, a bad move yeah, to forget rules. Yeah, you don't want to forget that <laughs> put yourself in a position I, I may or may not have forgotten that before and charged somebody. Uh, so with your, your skelly horseman? Well, with some, the same sort of thing I did with scouts. I scouted and charged, and after the fact, I was like, oh. Yeah, that's actually that pretty... Was, that was pretty terrible. I shouldn't have done that, and I feel shitty. Pretty common. Every once in a while, I'll catch somebody, or even myself, I'll forget about it, so... Yeah, it's... it's uh, yeah, it can be pretty bad. <laughs> Um, there is a little bit of a wrench that I could throw into that question. Um, I think it was in the rules pack, or maybe it was in the uh, the official wall pack FAQ that if um, someone gains like regeneration or award save throughout the game, it would negate that bonus fortitude. Yeah, so it's all yeah, I guess you know time based. Where it, if you have a unit of core troops, for example, with a champion. 
if the champion gets killed and no longer meets the criteria for generating the fortitude. Same with the unit losing its standard. So if a or monster if, uh, gains it somehow yeah. through the Tomb King stuff can do it. You can slap it on other people with the Zinch magic. Warp Flame, yeah. Um, and what My specific two instances are what about magic resistance and what about the Iron Curse icon? Mm, good stuff. I would say... A no for either of those. Um, it's not just a enforce ward save. Yeah. Or you know, enforce regen like everything else there. Gotcha. They're too specific. Like they wouldn't. They're not obviously an all the time ward save. They're only for spells or they're only for war machines. They wouldn't negate the the fortitude. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That was. I was kind of kicking that around today, thinking, oh, that'd be kind of interesting, because. Uh, at the primer event we're going to be doing in, in Wixom, uh, one of the guys was like, oh, yeah, I can uh, put the Iron Curse icon on my general riding a manticore, and at least I'd give him a six-up ward save. And I was, was kind of like, oh, maybe I should ask about that. Yeah. It might not do what you're thinking it would do. Well, if, yeah, if it was just a blanket six-plus ward against everything that was in play uh, per the pack of rules, it wouldn't generate it. But for something like that, I'm going to rule that it can, and... Yeah, I'm going to get cool. you some uh, scenarios uh, officially right. done up with the victory point breakdowns for uh, for this year between the minor loss, the hard L, the victory, the oh, stuff cool. and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be playing uh, full Wapaka rules except for the paint and sportsmanship rubric because they're kind of broken down to match up against five games rather than three. But mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of fudge those in a little bit. Oh, cool. Yeah, like a little mini packa. That's cool. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have it be at least the 33, 33, 33 percentage between the, the three different things. So try something new for the guys around here that are used to strictly no comp and bashing each other's brains out. Oh, cool. That's, that's fun. Yeah, you have to let me know how it goes. I mean, any kind of variety is pretty fun, so that's yeah, not what yeah. they're used to. People are liking it. Like the last one I just did was the first time anyone around here has uh, – done a Swedish comp event, and uh, actually Andrew Ratman came down and won with an 18 comp uh, uh, Chaos Dwarf list. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, he had, a, he had loads of uh, Kadai, regular Kadai. Fire, and, fire uh, bar and filling it out. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, like no magic to kind of take advantage of any of the real weaknesses, so snuck a good list in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, cool. Well, I think we're... Any other packet questions? I think we're all ready to wrap it up here, unless you got something yeah, else. Yeah, I, I don't think I can uh, think of any. I thought there was one more thing I wanted to ask, but I, I can't can't uh, come up with it right well, now. If you or anybody else got some juicy questions, there's the wapaka at gmail.com email address. I do have a fact going on the wapaka site uh, that I think I have the spell lore question uh, listed in there about how you have to do the breakdown for your army list. But then, yeah, any any kind of stuff that comes up, I'll be adding to it. And um, I do check the email just just once a week, so I won't expect a timely response. But we will get back to you. Alrighty. Well, cool. It's been good talking to you. It's been a fucking yeah, blast, man. stuff. Yeah, we're gonna have to maybe do a little catch up before what pack. I see how see how everything's going as far as the yeah. models and the games and how the final list is going to turn out. I think it sounds like you're going to have fun and 
Um, I'm psyched. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not completely uh, sure that I'm going to take uh, Nagash to my own primer and play him, but uh, <laughs> I, I think I've put the, the local guys through enough, having to practice, uh, making me ha- having me make them play Nagash a bunch of times to practice. Come on, guys. I think Andrea's already done after only one game. She doesn't want to play gotta, anymore. You gotta, you're like, hey, it's good It's good for you. You're going to have to go go against it at some point. you got to know what to do. Yeah. I, I, I have uh, listening to Skull Bros. Uh, Braska is bringing Nagash. Oh, so that's right. I thought know, I heard that. Confirmed it, yeah. So she could uh, meet up with him if she decides to go Hobby Hero because he's going to be breaking some hobbies in the Hobby Hero. Oh, is he Hero still going Nagash. Hobby Hero? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So well, he's going to be uh, crushing some souls beating in the, the hobby hero oh, bracket. Awesome. Well, so they're hobby heroes. They won't mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see. I don't know how the breakdown's going to go. We probably wouldn't play each other because he's hobby hero, but it'd be pretty epic to see Nagash versus Nagash in uh, maybe oh, some of the late right. rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely curious to see. How the real deal hobby hero breakdown is going to work? Uh, we're always, yeah. you know, we're not afraid to try new stuff. So, um, looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Well, I'll cool, catch man. you later. Thanks for for doing this. Absolutely, it was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun. All right, so that was Brad. Yeah, Brad the lad. Fun, fun <laughs> chatting with him for sure. Yeah, have to do it some other time. Sure. See how he. See how he does with those undead boys. Gets that done for Packa. Anyways, moving on. We got some Johnny Hastings point hammered history here. Well, to continue with the theme from last time I did this, I'm going to talk about another one of my failed projects. Oh, boy. This is going to be... Oh, boy. What's it now this time, John? The fucking High Elf project. Oh, come on. <laughs> that I jumped into. you got to be shitting me. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking hobby wobble going on. This was maybe three or four years back, well after the Reichland Ogres, but before the latest High Elf book, <laughs> when I decided I really wanted to do some kind of lightly colored purple and fucking white High Elves. Mm. So I fucking, of course, jumped right in, bought a bunch of fucking High Elves. Okay. I think this, this time I bought enough to build 30 archers. Okay. And... There wasn't really going to be any conversion. I was just going to paint the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And then I made all these movement trays, and I did buy two Island of Blood kits. Okay. <laughs> so I had a ton of those fucking those things around that time. sitting around, yeah. And then I also had... I started this really fucking elaborate conversion on a BSB, and somewhere in this house there's still the components of a BSB in a Ziploc bag. Like on foot? Well, I took one of the Dragon Rider models from the Island of Blood, and I was going to... Oh, yeah, whatever the... Yeah, you're right. And I was going to make him stand up, so he's going to be like super tall for an elf, just this tall, lanky fuckwit. Mm Mm-hmm holding a big-ass, badass banner, but <laughs> <laughs> but I started working on it. I was like, oh, man, this is some fucking shit I just don't feel like doing. Uh-huh. So in the end, I built, I think I built all 30 archers. Okay. Ten of them, or they all got primed. The movement trays all, all got painted. Yeah, they're low-hanging fruit there. Yeah, and yeah, then. Got to get a little 
a little tray for these boys gone. One unit of 10 archers got painted as well. <laughs> so I spent all this time painting a whole fuck, probably six to eight hours per model, my usual trooper fucking mm-hmm. timeline. And that was it. And then I was just what, So what? How'd you peter out on them? What went wrong? I think what happened was I used this purple color that I liked. But GW dumped the color, so I couldn't get the color anymore. <laughs> oh, wrong time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was like Leviathan purple, I think, something like that, and it was this really unique kind of pastel okay. shade of purple. And plus, I fucking hated painting all those cloaks. Mm. Ten archers, lots of cloaks, and it turns out That's- the. Hi- Hiles have like mm. puffy pants and puffy sleeves yeah. as it happens, so I painted a bunch of that too, and I just kind of had my fill of that much fabric, that much puffiness. So like, yeah, the- gonna get a pick of these bad boys in the show notes. Yeah, I can fucking swing that. Okay, maybe I'll get your uh, mojo flowing. <laughs> seeing them out there on the blog, I doubt it. We need the folks to get on the blog, make a few nice comments to John, stroke his ego a bit. <laughs> we don't pretty need any s- of this. Pretty soon. I know you're going to triple down on Island of Blood supplement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty floating around somewhere. <laughs> we'll get you back on track, buddy. Get that High Elf Project rolling. I don't see it happening, Raj. Well, you got to believe in yourself. <laughs> I don't believe well. Who will? I'm going to do High Elves. <laughs> All right, let's well, fucking move on here. All right. Are you going to keep breaking my fucking balls for uh, another 10 minutes? I was just going to talk about how good it must feel to just have that unit in your, your back pocket. <laughs> you know, it's just the start of your next army, ready to go. Well, Man. I wouldn't be opposed, but I think if I did it, I would uh, change a couple things anyway, so I'd start from scratch. Uh, I mean, we, we talked about you starting Dark Owls before, but those High Elves, you're practically a third of the way done with that unit there. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> well, I'm exaggerating slightly. <laughs> you got to get up pretty early in the morning to pull one over on this guy. <laughs> well, I don't, know, I don't get up that early. I guess I'm not going to be able to do it, John. <laughs> Anyways, I got a blog pick for yeah. you. Lay it on us. This one is also from Massive Voodoo. Which no is shit. where you came from last time. <laughs> so maybe you saw this one. You'll have to let me know. But they have a little interview on the Massive Voodoo blog with this guy who runs his company called Booty Babart. I did, did see, you see that. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> I saw it. It's like this. It's really interesting. It doesn't have hardly anything to do <laughs> with miniatures. Other and even than, for, <laughs> yeah. for their blog, which is like large-scale miniatures and yeah. just painting in general, it's very loosely tied. <laughs> so I'm not... I don't know, maybe he's just friends with this guy or what the deal was. But this guy, it's an interview with him, and it's this like kid from Backwoods, Oregon, who discovered that he, he likes voluptuous... Uh, African-American women. <laughs> and he's a sculptor, so he just sculpts like these models of these black yeah, women. Yeah, cur- curvy black women. And I thought the they models pretty are pretty sexy. Yeah, yeah, they look pretty cool. <laughs> if you want to like nerd out to, or like, yeah, nerd out and get horny over models, these would be a really yeah. good option. So that's, I don't know, I guess that's really interesting because that's like, you know, what he's into and, you know, he turned his passion into his job. <laughs> <laughs> did he have a Kickstarter or what? How did he uh, fund this? I'm not sure. Or just they were like interviewing him at a boner. convention and yeah. he seemed to have quite a few different ones. And he had his, uh, the one he was most proud of was like this Nubian. Yeah, with the shield. Like, yeah. And like the that was like, head. That looked really badass. Yeah. yeah. Well, they that were was, all pretty solid. So. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they... 
maybe massive voodoo. Maybe that that guy paints some of them. That maybe, maybe that's what it is. Because mm-hmm. he did, the interview was with the sculptor who makes all these like large scale. Yeah. And then they asked him if he's going to do smaller scale stuff. And he was talking about like stuff that's like two or three inches tall. Yeah. And we're like, Psh, that's not small, man. <laughs> we got we got to be in the millimeters, man. <laughs> Anyways, this is a fun. Strange little blog post I found. Yeah, it was and we'll have a link to it on the show notes. <laughs> but let's kick it back to you, man. Army theme. All right. So an army I will never fucking do. Okay. Desert themed high elves. <laughs> <laughs> so my the high elves I spoke about before. I had this like really crazy basing shit. Well, it started pretty simple and, and got more and more as time went on. But it, you know, it was just sand and these just like blocks embedded in the sand in random areas and then tall yellow grass and the colors were really really awesome it's kind of a yellowish sand more so than like a beige and it complemented the purple and the white of the high elves and then i also had some like red gems and shit on them mm-hmm. so but the goal would have been to do like sun effects on their skin so they're getting sunburned you know from the top down and those kinds of things so just like we're getting some pinks I guess, over the white scan? How would that work? Right. Yeah, well, because I wasn't really going to do many conversions for this army. It was going to be like Mm -hmm. some crazy painting things, and that was one of the things that I wanted to pull off was to do some kind of world effect. Have you done that before or since? No. Nor did I even pull it off on the ones I tried. (laughs) I've seen it done on uh, some ogres before. That's the only time. I don't know. I think you have to do it subtly. It almost looked like makeup or something. Yeah, I don't think that would look right at that scale. Because on the ogres, you have like the whole upper bodies and they're exposed. to work it on. Right. And you have all that skin where like the high elves, you got a face faces. And a hand. It's got like hands. a tiny nose, like in a little helmet exposed. Yeah, but. So that's almost it. If you were there, your nose. Oh, you get sunburned. Your hands. fucking giant nose would be fucking sunburned, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I'd have that big pointy helmet protecting me. <laughs> so. Well, those were some of the ideas I wanted to work into it, though. Mm-hmm. Somehow they're out in the desert, and there ain't no damn sunblock in the Boerhammer world. No, did you think about army lists at all that go along with this at all? See, I'm way more of a modeler and a builder and a painter. Uh, you and gotta put it all together, man. Much like my, well, maybe I'd actually finish something if I do that. But much like my volcanic-themed Polynesian lizard men. <laughs> I never even considered making an army list. It was like, well, this is a cool theme. So then I just started fucking around making a bunch of desert bases. And the first ones were just pretty flat and boring. But then later on, you add some fucking depth and texture and cover that in sand. That's interesting because my themes always include unit selection. Yeah, mine never do. Unless there's something that really stands out, but I can't think of a single example of that. Mm-hmm. So Intriguing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's uh, give the fucking butcher a call. Good old butch. Butchy butcheroo. <laughs> Let's do it. So, Mike Butcher is on. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How about yourself? I don't know. I'm all right. I'm tired. Fucking yeah. worn out. Too busy lately. <laughs> well, you get too many irons in the fire. That's what happens. So. Yeah. That's cool. been my life for the last couple fucking years. So, cool. um, what have you been up to in the hobby, my friend? Uh, let's see. Um, actually, I'm doing a couple of commissions, uh, finishing those up, and in the meantime, trying to figure out what exactly I'm going to do for the uh, the Holy Wars coming up. So, kind of. Are you going to do something special? Uh, well, I 
I should have. I've got everything I need to do the Asian ogres. I just don't want to rush those. So I think I'm probably yeah. going to plus up my uh, throw a couple of Chaos Warrior units in with some demons and one of them big fat Magath bastards. <laughs> See how that <laughs> yeah. goes. Yeah. So I've, I'm trying. Uh, I've just been doing different lists. So like tomorrow night, I'm going to proxy stuff up uh, to see how it works before I invest time in building them. So sure. Yeah. So well, that's yeah, cool. yeah. And then the the new the Glotkin rules brought out. Uh, you use the Chaos Legions. You end up with uh, demons played quite differently. They don't have. Uh, uh, they don't do the demonic ability. They are instead are unstable and unbreakable. Yeah, Raj was mentioning that earlier on this cast. So yeah, we kind I, of covered I, some of that stuff. Yeah, I just I don't know. You know, I'm kind of jury still out on if that's better yeah. or worse. Yeah, I don't know. I I cause, you know you know I love a big horde of plague bears. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would it would kind of suck for them to do the wrong end of the wrong thing and just melt. So uh, I, I know I've been doing that to Andrew's Undead. Every time he plays them, I just throw a Nurgle unit in there, and the next thing I know, yeah. it's a tally is all the way up because I destroyed the whole unit. And <laughs> I don't want to join that club. Yeah, so, yeah, and then it comes into, you know, BSB working with different units and not, and, and right. you know, what things got good synergy and, and not. And, you know, I'm not married to using the demons, but I, I mean, I have so many of them already done that, uh, yeah. that I could just do up a couple of special models and kind of update the army a little bit. I'll throw sure. a couple of, yeah, I think in a couple of the Goreboard chariots or Gorebeast chariots from Warriors Chaos. From Chaos, sure. Yeah. Why, yeah, why not, huh? Everybody else, and maybe give them the Mark of Nurgle too, huh? <laughs> well, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there any other mark that matters? I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't feel like there is. Great. No, well, that'll not... be real not fun to play against, just like everybody else. <laughs> well, you know, it's like I kind of, uh, the, in, in the Twitterverse there, it's kind of like I've gotten like to just following these different crowd of folks and you've got a whole different way of approaching the game, which, I mean, it works. It's, you know, neither one's good or bad. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's just it's yeah. kind of interesting. <laughs> You know, it's like when the book came out, oh, you do this, this, and this, and this. And I'm thinking what cool models you could have and not what. <laughs> yeah, it's just a different mindset. Um, and that's kind of yeah, how, well, yeah. Because Screw City, I got, into the, I got into those too because I ended up getting lucky in a few games. So I was playing some of those guys that are like that towards the end there. That was an interesting experience. But yeah. again, it was fun. They're all good people. I mean, it was just a different style of play and combinations and things. So uh, Sure. But yeah, it still worked out pretty good. And uh, North Star was fun. Yeah, but, tell us about your North Star experience. Well, I, uh, I faced the murderous row of opponents for playing a demon army. So, <laughs> yeah, first round I played uh, High Elves, a uh, big unit of dragon knights or whatever the hell they are with uh, Banner of the World Dragon. What a surprise. It turns out oh, that, was nice. the best, that was a bestseller all weekend. Um, <laughs> turns uh, out, man, it's, a, it's guaranteed for your money right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, Amazon. If Amazon sold them, they would uh, their stocks would double. <laughs> they, so yeah, I played the guy. Uh, he was a little quiet. Uh, it was first game and and this that and the next thing. But you know, we had a good game. I ended up winning eleven nine because I really couldn't kill that unit, which had probably half his army worth of points in it. Um, yeah. But I pretty much killed everything else in the army, so it, it was it was a it was a good day. Well, eleven nine is better than a loss. So yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, second game. Did I play? Oh yeah, I played this guy. I guess he travels around a lot, and it was they were dark elves. However, they were all Skaven mounted on like horses. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and, and it was just—I don't know. I—I—I I, I wasn't a big fan of it. I mean, the guy was a fair enough and all that, but what it was a tiny army, which should have told me it was just loaded to the gill. So it basically, <laughs> it basically, it was like this cav unit of Brolocks, and the front rank was all uh, characters kitted out with everything, and it, it basically was like a buzzsaw just go through right through my army. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and then the thing was, I couldn't get over them being Skaven. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if if there's like four Skaven you know, sitting there, or you know, or a unit of twenty Skaven, is anybody really scared of charging that with the big block of plague bears, or heaven forbid, a you know, five beasts of Nurgle? Probably not. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and oh, and he's got the sword of kick your ass and blah blah blah. So holy shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, we were joking. I said, "What magic items don't you have?" He's like, "Oh, not too many." And I said, "Oh, yeah, okay." So yeah, that was kind of a rough go. Um, I didn't get tabled. I was like 15, 14, 6, 55 or something. So, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. And then next round, uh, Skaven, uh, probably the funnest game. I mean, I blew the guy apart, but he was just so good. He was so, well, I'm going to roll this, and these guys are going to blow up and panic half my units. No, I said, really? And then, boom, it happened. He's like, I told you. And then, so I bought him a beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> one of those games. <laughs> when Skaven goes awesome for the opponent. <laughs> yeah, well, I was able to, I actually flew the Furies around and just, like, killed War Machine after War Machine with the two, which was yeah. awesome. Yeah, they, yeah, that was, they were the heroes of that fight. Uh, what happened? Went out for uh, Indian dinner with Raj and him. That was a good time. Oh yeah, he mentioned that. Yeah, he, he, like, about he, he broke my Indian cherry, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, so we go in there, and he's like, "You will have this," and I'm like, "Okay, I don't know if it's." <laughs> he's like, "All right, I don't know if he's joshing me and going to give me something that's going to light my face on fire, or or my ass the <laughs> nah. next day, one of the two, or you know, serious." It turned out he was he did not steer me wrong, and so it was, yeah. but it was just so he's like doing the whole Godfather thing. You shall have this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Okay, Luke. I'm not. Uh, next day, played uh, in heaven forbid high elves again. Uh, oh, this nice. time with a great big unit of white lions. And guess what they had? Your favorite banner. The favorite banner. Yeah. So uh, uh, I never got them to have to take a break test. I eventually started killing guys off, and then uh, we ran out of turns. So I won eleven yeah. nine again. Uh, and then the nice. last game. Last game I played. Uh, a list that was really hard for me not to be a whiny bitch is I just was pulling my models off the table. Well, it's game five, too, <laughs> you know, in the combo. Now, a dude had the Croak special character, Croak or whatever. He's played uh, Lizardman. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. the, yeah, and it's basically an anti-undead and demon machine. Uh, it has a spell that it does. It's got three low casting values. Uh, it's 12, 18, and 24 inches. And every enemy <laughs> unit within that radius, depending on what you cast, it takes two die six, strength four hit. Yeah, however, I played against this. <laughs> although, however, against undead and demons, it does three die six strength four hits. <laughs> so literally, yeah, the the game had, and then he had the tiki taco or whatever the hell its name is, from uh, the little Tetaweko. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I like yeah, that guy that's in every single fucking lizard man list. <laughs> yeah, and and then like three uh, little uh, casters that I didn't realize you could he could channel the fucking croak thing through them. <laughs> yeah, so literally the first turn. Yeah, it was like, and then the scenario was to get this guy across the table. So he had like yeah. a skink cloud. He had skink cloud, um, a, a small unit with tiki taco or teka echo in it, and a <laughs> big ass unit of old bullets. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, cause he was packing a pretty punch. Um, and then the croak guy in a lower a unit of uh, old one or temple guard, which was kind of no joke unit, really. And then the croak. Yeah. Uh, 
so the first turn was him basically killing like four of my chaff units off with a fucking spell because you can cast it over and over again. And then uh, and actually killed off my the messenger, which was a scenario to get the messenger across the table. So that's, that was mm-hmm. gone. And I was like, wow, this is fun. And then, uh, but at the end of the day, he he won like uh, like 17 to, no, not even that, like 12, 8 or something. Because I, I yeah. killed everything in the army once I got a hold of him. Um, except for Crope, who was by himself, but of course, besides being a killer machine, he's unbreakable. And then, uh, <laughs> and, and, Mr., and Mr. Taco just had a couple of, uh, of hombres hanging out with him because that unit was almost done too. But all I had left was the two skull cannons uh, and the unit of the drones. That was it, my whole army. Uh. So, <laughs> so we did all the points, but he ended up with 450 points uh, of because he got his guy across the table and stopped me. So that was like 450 yeah. points, right? At, yeah, so I was screwed. But yeah, overall, it was a fun tournament. It's good to see everybody again. Um, it was kind of, it was a, I was Warhammer my ass off not to get tabled a bunch of those games. So I, I felt, <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, and again, I was rolling with no magic. So there was, there were some challenges there, but, but not oh, yeah. as bad. I mean, but I ended up with a lot more stuff if I don't run magician. So, right, so yeah. yeah, I have a pretty sizable demon arm if I go that route. And, uh, Where'd you end up overall? I uh, like 20th, which I'm okay with. I mean, that's kind of usually where I end up because I'm not the best player. I'm getting better, though. I feel like at Bits, I play my ass off or at uh, Screw City. I'm like, and, and then some of the matchups were just right for me. And then this was this last tournament was one where they were not. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. Um, and then painting, I uh, um, there's like five or six of us with 57 for scores. Um, but uh, because although most of my over half my army was new, it was still the same army, so I wasn't eligible for any of the painting awards. And then I think Raj pulled one for painting, and then I think he won best demon. Yeah, so, sure. But it, yeah, it was a good time. Um, I'll go again because it was a really good tournament. Sorry you couldn't make it. Yeah, I was disappointed to miss. That's the first time I missed ever, I think. So I had to get my fucking shit straight here. Cool. But uh, you getting uh, geared up for your hobby night this week? Yeah, we're going to the, I said semi-monthly, what is it, not bi-monthly, that's every, semi-monthly, yeah, every couple of weeks we'll do, yeah, that's a point boy game night, so. <laughs> so it's going to be every two weeks? Yep, so it'll be this Thursday, and then, and by the way, happens to be my birthday, I'm turning 20. You're turning 20? Yeah, well, times two. Plus <laughs> <something>. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice. I, no, yeah, no, I'll be 53, so. Uh, but a well-preserved 53, I think. So are yeah. all these game nights going to be over at your place? Yeah, it's just it's it's uh, I got the space and I don't mind. So yeah, what yeah, we do sure. is we just do the dig game nights. Uh, um, people kick in a couple bucks for pizza, or whatever. Although um, my special request for me, since it's my birthday, we're having pulled pork this week. Nice. And, uh, I got beers in the fridge, so it'll be a good time. Yeah, I think uh, we're running 2,000 point list, uh, helping everybody get tuned up for Merry Mayhem. And then, uh, and then I would like to switch over to 2,500 so I can maybe hold my own on the table at, at Holy Wars along with everybody else. So, <laughs> yeah, I usually play one game, but I play Jared, and I and Jared it just wasn't his night. So I, uh, we actually got two games into uh, the one that Andrew and uh, and Raj got done last time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah it was like he kept right. charging this big horde of knights in, and they get stuck, and then I just wax them. So okay, that's over. <laughs> Well, let's do it again. Well, so, yeah. I got a list here for Mayhem, so let's see if I can make that shit or not, but there's too much going on right now. It's fucking stressing me out. Well, I know Maybe how that I just is. need a night of playing games and drinking beer to chill the fuck out, but... Sometimes you gotta do that. You gotta take a pause, so to speak. Like, yeah, uh, no shit. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm taking a pause now. I'm doing this... Uh, 
I know I posted the picture of the Castellan, or not Castellan, it's a, um, like a Conquistador Ogre. I posted that up. Yeah. Yeah, I did that as a commission, and the guy wanted me to do a war altar, so I'm I'm working this thing up, and it's kind of like a combination of the war of the war wagon from the old John Wayne movie, and uh, then I'm gonna have a bunch of guys in boxes strung up being roasted. So, and the <laughs> nice. dude actually found these figures. Uh, Victoria Lamb makes them. They're from Monty Python, the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. So it's it's literally. I mean, they look just like they're incredible models. So yeah, he he uh, he paid me to, and I went ahead and ordered them straight to here. And so these guys are going to be in there, the Spanish Inquisition, because their rebellion <laughs> um, is uh, the theme he's using for his Empire Army. So yeah, this has turned out to be kind of a bear of a of a commission, but I'm enjoying it. I'm trying some new riveting techniques and all that. So. Um, sure. Yeah, I'm mean, I'm doing work in progress. So I'll do a couple tutorials. Uh, and yeah, we'll other... be, be looking forward to some blog posts on this shit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I'm trying to. The iPad really helps. I'm shooting a bunch of pictures while I do stuff. And then, yeah. Uh, and then the other commission, I'll have both of these done by the end of the month. Is uh, I'm just doing a whole uh, basis for a. a, a Chaos Dwarf Army. They'll have like sure. plumes of smoke and stuff, and they'll all be painted. So the guy wants to do his own models. He really can't afford me <laughs> to do them. I, I don't like painting on <laughs> So yeah, that's, that would be pricey. You know, yeah. I'd rather just build the shit. But I'd say, well, I can paint the bases because I can speed do all that stuff. And, and uh, yeah, and they just paint me with a bunch of material. So uh, yeah, the dude, right. uh, he knows the dude that owns the store, so he hooks me up. So all right. Sure. So I've been rambling. So <laughs> yeah, I better let you go for the whole fucking podcast. It's just butcher talking on a bunch Okay, yeah, I don't know. I got in a ramble, dude. It's what you get. You poke the old dude. That's what happens. All right. <laughs> well, cool, hey, hopefully you can make it tomorrow night and uh, let's shoot some pictures and stuff. We can put them up on the blog too. All right. Yeah. I'll yeah. Uh, I'll see what I can do. I'll at least pop in for a little bit um, after work. So okay. I don't know how long I'll hang out, but I'll just show up for free food and beer and then bail. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. All right man, I'll take, talk to you later. All later. Right. Bye. Okay. That was fucking Butch. Yeah. Got to cut that guy off. If he gets on a roll, we'll be here all night. <laughs> we got to hit him when he, right when he's taking a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So let's, uh, let's do a recap of the cheap-ass yeah. slash recap. hidden hobby dollars segment. Before you go, spend your whole fucking weekly earnings on ink <laughs> for your goddamn printer. Go to 123 Ink Jets in the fucking show notes, and that is your spot for the fucking cheap inks. And... Are we wetting our beaks on some of this ink? Uh, we might be, John. Might <laughs> nice. Be. And then also still have that link up for that fucking the Prius of printers. <laughs> the most efficient bad boy on the market. The fucking Amazon site says there's only like eight eight of them left last oh, I checked. Because this is like... Better scoop it up. The one I posted was like the cheap non-Wi-Fi version. Yeah. Because the Wi-Fi version is like another... This one's like 80, and that one's like 120. <laughs> so anyways, get out there, scoop it up. If you're starting a business where you're mailing nude photos of yourself or anything else <laughs> to somebody, this is the printer you want to have. Nice. Anyways, heard uh, heard you got a sexy toy you want to talk about here. Well, I've been thinking about it, and it's probably time to branch out and start talking about couples' toys. Oh, <laughs> Nice. And this little gem I've seen save a handful of relationships over the years. <laughs> All right, what do we? 
What are we talking here? Like a like a cock extender or something? <laughs> <laughs> Is that some kind of admission, Raj? <laughs> I'm just a curious guy. <laughs> so in the century world, we usually refer to this thing as the silver bullet. Okay. But you'll also hear it called the vibrating egg. Oh. That's really just a little vibrator with a wire and a little control on the other end. And you fucking bring it in there. And you fucking use it to flick the bean. <laughs> so you're like... Tickle the nips. You're not flicking the bean. This is flicking the bean for you? Pretty much, yeah. This is the ultimate in bean flicking right here. Okay, so this... It's like an egg shape? Yes. It's an egg size? It's a little smaller than an egg. Like a... I probably have one upstairs like somewhere. A jelly but. bean. <laughs> I could show like you. One of those Easter egg candy things. Yeah, sort of like that, but more cylindrical. Okay. Maybe so, about an inch across, and it's a cylinder. Well, yeah. The silver bullet. They like pop it in, or oh, you can pop it in. You can fucking drape it. Yeah, usually it's kind of a teasing device. Okay. I okay. gather it gets to be a bit much. A bit of overstimulation occurs, but it's really good for you want to flip her over on her belly and fucking work that bean while you're working the. <laughs> <laughs> and and a good a good woman will fucking work it herself, so uh, you don't even so need to be the... reaching around holding this fucking thing. Uh-huh. How long is the the cord? I guess ah, three four feet. They're mm, they're okay. plenty long, so you don't have to worry you, about that. Can you like done like any pranks with this, or like you maybe you know kind of work it onto the couch or something, <laughs> and like you, you got the controller off to the side or something, anything like that? Nah, I never have. Okay, I suppose so you could. A fella could. This is another Johnny Tested, Hastings approved device. Yeah, well, way back in the day, I was making recommendations on this to Century people, and I could name three Century couples that picked this thing up and were rather impressed and enjoyed it. So instead of fucking blowing all your money on fleshlights and Julie Ashton real <laughs> pussy and asses, <laughs> stop being so selfish yeah. for once. <laughs> Get out there and get yourself a fucking silver bullet. <laughs> oh, excellent. And they're cheap. You find probably 10, 15 bones, you get a good one. Mm-hmm. They ain't like them super expensive fleshlights, I'll tell you that. No. All right, moving right along. Let's get into the question of the fracking month. Yeah. So over the last couple episodes, we've mentioned a handful of our failed army projects. Or projects which... Are just right. impossible. We're never, we're never going to get to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that perhaps have been backburnered, and then back, backburnered, and then <laughs> back, back, backburnered. <laughs> so, uh, why don't you all let us know about some of your interesting failed projects? What we'd like to hear is what the idea was, how much, how many models you picked up up front, what what kind of cash and and outlay did you put into it. And what kind of effort did you go through before you finally gave it up? And or why did you finally give it up? Yeah, we're hoping we're not the only ones with this problem. I can't believe we are. We probably have this problem way less than other people. So <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we are fucking good guys. We're on top of it. <laughs> we're fucking top-notch blokes. Anyways, <laughs> if you want... To answer this question on our voicemail line, you'll yeah, get that yeah. free entry into the Wapaka Vacation Contest. That number is 601-TRY-HPBV. You can find that number in the show notes on the Magnificent Bastards yeah. blog. You can email us at pointhammered at gmail.com. Some people like the FBS messages, so you can yeah, leave it on our Facebook page. 
You can tweet us. Fucking at point hammered. At hammered underscore Raj. Yeah. That's, that's it. it, man. We're fucking cruising for a bruising here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to fucking gonna... break this goddamn cat's spinal column yeah. in a second. This bully. What a goddamn naughty. <laughs> Anyways, what are we uh, kicking it out here with? We got a little more fucking Chuck Reagan off the Till Midnight CD. Mm. Like I said, this is a great fucking disc. This tune is called You and I Alone, and it's fucking good. Badass. And it's about you and I, right? <laughs> Suck my balls. That's my bees. Oh 
fucking like last week. Is this? Midweek. I got really sick and I took like five shits in the same day. <laughs> and then the next day, like my asshole is like burning and itching and I'm like, man, what did I do? I, was I a little rough with the fucking wipeage and shit? Didn't think too much of it. And then the next day I'm showering, washing my ass. I got a big fucking hemorrhoid. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. So now like I'm scared to shit. So I've just been walking around kind of having to Power shit. Power through. You got to p- <laughs> just make it so, worse, man. <laughs> so like when I fucking finally take a shit, it's like I don't bring the phone. I don't bring anything to read. It's like a fucking f- 15 second fucking down and out, man. <laughs> Sit down. Poof. Fucking clean up and bail, dude. Like, I got to take care of this problem here. It's not fucking cool, dude. And then, like, your ass is always just a little itchy and sore. If you want, I'll take a sculpting tool to it. (laughs) I don't think it works that way or I would have done it. (laughs) 